Right, this should be, assuming all the technical glitches have been ironed out, the 100th episode of The Return of By the Numbers. Not By the Numbers, The Return of By the Numbers. It's like the, you know, the third movie of Lord of the Rings. Like It's like that. It's a different series, okay? It's totally different. So you might notice at the top, I'll just say this at the outset, I normally don't do the intros, do I? I just sit there and then wait until someone goes like, you know my Twitter? I go, yeah, fuck them all, Rich. Fuck all of the people on Twitter. And then that's how we start the show. But actually, I'm going to be the host for this one because for reasons we can't go into, Richard has to duck out for this one. You've got to go into history as a host, though, Duncan. Like, I've, I've seen your work recently. There's the no hard mics. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So like, Keep, Keeps your cool in the hectic moments. Exactly. The thing is, I actually understand what Sam's saying. So he's not a con. So <laughs> those two key qualities allow me to work with him in, in quite a seamless manner. So anyway... Richard couldn't make this one, so I'm going to host this one. So instead, as a super stand-in, we've brought in Henry G, because obviously, I mean, he has used most of his anecdotes of his entire life in those interviews with Richard, I will say, but he's going to try and come up with some new ones. Maybe something happened this year, who knows? Yeah, anyway. did happen this year, so I'm there happy is. to be here. I'm ready. Let's go. Right. One board. thing to say, though, is at the beginning... <laughs> I am contractually obliged. Actually, I didn't sign a contract at all, but I assume Richard did and Sam did. So I'm contractually obliged to say that this episode, as all the episodes, are sponsored by GG. And if you go to com slash RLS and sign up, you get double your first deposit up to $100. And then I guess this doesn't say it there, but do they still do that thing where you get the first bet or whatever, Sam? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's a different right, thing, okay. but they change well, whatever. it. Now, so, now yeah. it's like you just double up your deposits. So if you put in 100, you get 200, and then you obviously there's 100 free to play around with it, etc. So anyway, thanks to them for sponsoring and all that, and this will now be edited out of the VOD. So... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why. I thought you kind of... I kind of, I think you kind of nailed that one, Duncan. No, no. It, it just always gets... It always It'll gets be taken out of the VOD. Beep. Yeah, because okay. basically, like, YouTube doesn't allow people who are just called Richard Lewis to have sponsors, even though all the same sponsors in every other company in all of these spots. I know it I'm... doesn't make any sense, does it? But whatever. It's something to do with like 26. Hold up. I'm, I'm pretty sure two out of four people just out of themselves as not having watched the Biden number stuff on YouTube. So well played, guys. I know they did give it away there, but it's all right, Anders. Listen, you're not supposed to do stuff like that, Anders. Like, make it all awkward at the beginning by putting out these guys don't That's, watch the show. I, don't wait, give a, I frankly don't give a fuck about the show. <laughs> I, watch and, it. Uh, I watch it, but I skipped the first five you know. minutes of self-indulgent mm. old man okay. bullshit. And get to the real no, content no. of the episode. That's a, listen, okay. that's not indulgent. That's a real segment called Avenamon, in which we just <laughs> it's kind of like that Seinfeld episode oh. of Festivus, right? Where one of the concepts was you're supposed to let your family know they disappointed you over the year. Like that's oh, basically God. what we do at the beginning of every episode. We just let the whole community know why they're all what? a shower of shit and we're actually what? the alphas. What Moses is saying is he's basically watching like he'd watch a porn, you know, just skip skip through to the good He's part. supposed to the money shot, you know. Which is probably me saying some shit like, about some sponsor I'll never work with me. <laughs> Seven <laughs> seconds before the money shot. Seven seconds before the money That's the warm-up. Seven seconds. Here's the thing. Henry's just pondering now. Should he ask when Sponge appears? <laughs> I, I was going to say, to get us back on track at this point, right, okay. I believe this is the 100th episode, right, yes. Duncan? What's so special about the 100th episode? What are we going to see? What's going to happen? Well, the people if you saw last year's Christmas one, listen, uh, unlike the idiots that make Star Wars, we remix shit, but just make it slightly better next time. So we've just taken the same winning formula, which is bring Anders and Moses on and ask them big, general, open-ended questions, including a lot of banter between all of that, possibly mildly inappropriate remarks, a lot of them aimed at Anders, implying hating <laughs> shit in his personal life, whether true or not. And then after, after that, when it hits about 
90 minutes or so, we just read out a list of people who pay for this show to exist for some reason, <laughs> and then go, oh, love you, see you next turn. <laughs> and, then, so, and then that's it, yeah. So I believe there's a load of awards taking place. That They're not really official awards. Too. It's more like, oh, really? yeah, let's like nail down I believe last year you did a personality of the year award, and okay. someone called Henry G won that. Which is pretty cool. He's keen to be picking up a lot of awards this year, to be honest with you. I believe that was something Sam said to get you on the show last minute. So yes, really? yes, okay. Henry, that wow. did that that did happen. <laughs> yes, yeah. Also, that was that was last year as well. Plus, to be fair, you are right. Like, how official are all these? <laughs> like, to be fair, I I wasn't born in Serbia and didn't get received to my application to join Hitchell TV at all. Because I guess my awards aren't official. You know, mine would just be a human making them up with his own bias. Just a little shot over the bar there. So anyway, let's start <laughs> the show now that we just cast everyone else aside. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with some some big topics. And I think what we'll do is we'll get we'll get the juices going, we'll make it fun, and then later we'll go into maybe some more heavy topics. I don't mean like heavy topics like fucking end of the world. So I'm like, oh, well, shame CS is dead, isn't it? Well, that's the end of the thing. So we'll start <laughs> off, right, with what I actually think is a pretty interesting discussion. Once you go past number one, which is everyone's been saying for the last week and a half, who is the number one player of 2019? Like that's not that interesting a question if you only do the number one player because I think there's a pretty big consensus on that one. But the whole point of any any award is you put the candidates forward. So I'd like to see what people's candidates are, how the how they go with that. So Henry, who would your if I mean obviously we're going from gut feeling here, we can't go back and review all the games. Who's yeah. your gut feeling tell you the best player of 2019 was? Uh, it would go straight for device in my book, at least. I'm looking for okay. people that are contributing to trophies and sure. consistently performing. I don't think he's necessarily the, the most mechanically gifted in terms of superstar power, but in terms of what he brings to a team and the reliability he brings and the way he performs at the big events and the big stages, like I, I feel like the, the, the results speak for themselves. That would be my gut feeling, at least. Obviously, I haven't really processed it, but that's what I'm No, interested. no. Well, here's the funny thing, Henry, is most people in the community are going to say Zewu for exactly what you just oh, yeah, said. Oh, like, you know, yeah. skill. Yeah. And I will actually say, this is why I don't think that's as clear a uh, discussion as people think, because if you go back a few years when Cold Zero was winning, it was mainly because his team won all the tournaments. Like, yeah. they won the majors, etc. That was actually the criteria everyone used to use. So I find it bizarre, actually, that on the Zewu angle, that's just thrown out the window. Like, can, did I miss a, a semi-final that Zewu played in at the major? I think he only yeah. made one top he, eight. He's definitely up there in the contention for it. That, there's no dispute in that whatsoever. But in terms of how do you quantify someone as being the greatest player of this year, they have to win trophies. They have to have spectacular moments throughout the year. They can't just have individual highlights. Like the team isn't coming together at that point, in my opinion. At least. I think Come we're gonna, I think we're conflating a little bit like the the idea of it. Though it's like, is there, are we going to do MVP? We're going to do best player. Like there, there's oh, there's different. Yeah. Are we going to do That's greatest right. player of the year? Like there's a lot of different ways. So, I mean, we have to nail down exactly what question we're asking because if it's who's the best player, I don't think you can go away from Zaiwu. He was the best player. If you go the most sure. valuable player, probably Device. Probably, you know, you'd go in that direction. So, I think we just have to be careful of, of what kind of verbiage we use and what kind of... What would, your, what would your answer be? Again, these are official awards. Like, no one... Like, Zaiwu, yeah, yeah. if you watch him, mate, no one's receiving a trophy for this. Like, it's just the words we say right now. I don't now, know. So I'd say this might be the most go? important. The most important crowning is is by your by okay. the people who have to judge you for a living. I would put I would put uh, Zaiwu as... Um, as the best player, I would say if you go like valuable or like greatest player of the year, I'm with Henry. I think Device has got to be up there. But again, it just it just um, depends on what kind of word you use. And I know it's a stupid technicality. I'd also, you know, you always throw like one name in there for just for the consideration, just for the nod. And I'd, I'd put Elise in that category. I yep. think you cannot you cannot go the whole year without mentioning how good Elise was. Um, and even if Elise's they didn't get team, major, if yeah. anyone doesn't know this, even at the end of the year, Team Liquid won more tournaments than Astralis. 
over the whole year. Now, true, yeah, two of two of Astralis were majors, which is a big deal, and they count for more than one tournament in my mind. But if you just want to go with the concept of like the best player on the team that won the most tournament, the leash has to be in the category. Like his stats might not be as crazy, but I don't know why we've sort of gotten so obsessed with stats in that sense. Like yeah, there's players yeah. who don't have anywhere close to the stats of these players that I think are amazing for the teams they play for. So I don't think Elise is a terrible one to put in there. I know the fans aren't going to pick it, but we're not here to just say what the fans think. What I don't think I don't, I don't think you would win. I just want the mention to be there, right? Okay. I just want to make the yeah. conversation. I mean, even if you if you just roll on from from that of players that are never going to be mentioned in in this line, you know, and again, now we're actually reaching way outside of the who's the best uh, category in some sense. But I, I would say. Just thinking about what Kerrigan has been doing this year is super impressive. Like, you know, just, just considering everything that's been going on and like just having to sort of reshape a team and, and then making his way back. And I don't know, it's, it's always very hard, I think, to pick in-game leaders as, as being top of that board because it's so hard to, to, you know, view from the outside exactly what they're doing. And is he, does he just have a lot of gifted players, all the rest of it? But he's just done it so many times that I just, I don't know, I, I would feel a little bit obliged to give some sort of honorable mention just to just to that project that's been been going forward i think that's amazing so um yeah i, I don't i'm not even sure how that even happened like especially towards the end of the year like what see is anders has watched this show before and he remembers last year because he knows that his job is after we make all the reasonable points <laughs> <to just laughs> the most say. ridiculous shit ever and then just be like i, I reckon alexi b <laughs> he's pretty good for me <laughs> and then we're all like well oh, didn't see that coming like, <laughs> i was thinking about sure. Thinking in my head, like, what fucking award are we giving out again? <laughs> Listen, I'm just, I was trying to derail it, you know, trying to make sure it's no right. one knows. It's what right. of these, one of these names is not like the others. No, that's. <laughs> I think we could really kind of be more specific with the award. It seems like it's a very ambiguous term, best player right now. Well, luckily, some of these ones at the beginning are the ones that you get out the way because they're more obvious. So, for yeah. example, similarly, I doubt there's going to be as much debate about who the team of the year was. Again, one team yeah. won both the majors. So Strauss, yeah, everyone right? unanimous and liquid. What? <laughs> liquid did Is win that... the most titles, though. By you know, showing right through. Do you know what I do love though? This is one thing I actually I'm I'm not even trolling right now. I'm not saying this sarcastically. I genuinely in my heart have love for people in the community who are fans of Astralis who will just go. Yeah, but didn't they win a blast tournament? Like, <laughs> I actually love people like you exist. That's amazing. That is that whoever you are, that's fucking amazing. That's like just finding oil, crude oils come out in your garden. It's like, doesn't make any sense, but thank God. It's brilliant. So, God bless I, you. I think Astralis has got to be the team of the year. I don't think you can actually go away from Astralis. I don't think there's any, I think what they did was incredible when you consider both majors and that collapse in the middle of the year that they had where people didn't think they were going to come back from that. I think that's that's an incredible recovery. Was Even, the, yeah. the debate of whether how like Liquid got the good Intel Grand Slam as well, right? So that was obviously pretty Sure. That was a big deal. They what did that cleanly in three? Yeah, um, but we, yeah, they did it in four straight, I think four it straight. was. Yeah. It was like 63 days or something. Yeah, it was something mental. Like, it might not ever, it might ever get beaten. Yeah, yeah here's the big problem I have, it. is if there was a world where Liquid had made, like, say they'd come second at both the majors. We could have the debate then. It could be a discussion. Yeah. The problem is, though, because they came fifth to eight at both the majors, that does scopy you a bit. Like, if you want to be the team of the year, sure. you can't really fuck up the world championships. Like... Well, also, even, even after all was said and done, Duncan, we did an episode of Counterpoints with Sponge and I forget who the fourth was at a time, like a few ago, where we kind of mentioned it was right after EG won 
New York and bombed out of Malmo. And it was kind of like, who's going to be the best team down the stretch? Who's going to be, is it going to be Astralis? Is it going to be EG? Is it going to be Liquid? Sure. Like, who's going to take the end of the year? And I think everyone was pretty, yeah, it was with Davey, as the chat says. Oh, Thank cool. you. Um, I and, and that was kind of like those last two months of this year decided who the team of the year was. It was either going to be Liquid or Astralis. Sure. And it was who has the better end of the year. And it was just that race right at the end. And Astralis obviously just fucking knocked it out of the park. Oh, you so. can't argue against Like, put it this way, Astralis, even in the tournaments they didn't win, were always top four. And then even then, the team that beat them usually won the tournament. Like, what's crazy is... I don't know why people still want to think that, like, their era from the beginning of the year begins. Like, it doesn't. Like, they had, like, four months or something where they did nothing. What's cool is, I've actually saved this because I didn't want to start this discussion, but I'm going to do something next year, peace sweats. Like, now you have to start looking, when does the next era kick in? Like, they've already won a major, a top four all the tournaments, couple more titles, one of them without even losing the fucking map. Like, at this point, we have to start looking. It can't be that many more titles in the beginning of 2020 if they start as the number one team before they're in, in position for another fucking era. Do you think yes. there's a bit of a curse attached to this whole era thing, though? It feels like when a team finally unlocks that, that's when they seem to come crashing down pretty sure. quickly, you know? Like, you look at Liquid, look at Astralis, and you look at the hype that's built around them. I really noticed that this year, and I go back to Blast, Blast, Copenhagen, seeing Astralis not even being able to really practice or even be, be part of the ecosystem was the tournament because they were constantly at the mall doing signing, making sure they're being dragged around and stuff like that. <laughs> it felt like it was more actually to do with the PR of being in Copenhagen than it was being at the Counter-Strike event. Like, it felt that that was fucked. And I felt like that, that there's something is kind of attached to that, knowing that once you get to that point, targets on your back and sure. you can see a lot of these teams they, they crumble under the pressure i think at least well i mean I, I, just to say I, I also imagine just that that on that front you're going to have like people are going to react to making to that top level differently right five people in a team a coach as well you some people are going to say well we made it like you know we, we don't have to do the same amount of practice we could do a little bit less maybe and other people are going to want to power on so i imagine that's even that will create like its own weird um, internal fracture. I just want to point out as well, just because people forget this now because they did so much liquid uh, in this year, but remember right after the player break when I think they'd been having like a slightly longer break than everybody else, or at least some of them hadn't been playing for nearly as long and they came back and it just looked completely disjointed. And I, I remember there were like all these rumors right after some of their first games, right after like right in early August or mid-August or something. And people were saying, you know, oh, maybe they're going to change players. Who are they going to change? Like it's all broken apart now. And then they brought it back and, you know, just went back to winning again. So they even had like their own little weird pause and they still did everything so like I, that, I, that's kind of amazing that you know you just forget about that because they they did so well but well, one thing i will say and is is like one thing that liquid can say they did this year that astralis absolutely did not do is that record they had where they won 22 <clears throat> series in a row is unbelievable like i looked it up in history yep. the best ever was 24 and that was just nip at the beginning of the game beating teams that a lot you would never have heard of so the idea they almost matched that in 2019. By the way, that run wasn't when Astralis was with. That was actually encompassing when Astralis was in the scene. Like, yeah. that's unbelievable. No one's done anything like that ever, literally. They had to beat Astralis a couple times as well, which I'm always confused when I see people say Liquid only won, like, yeah. during the Astralis, like, when when Astralis was, was terrible. And it's like... No, they actually had, what was it? It was in Frets, was like the first one yep, they won. They had yeah. to beat them in the semifinals, I think, to get to the finals. And it's like, you know, they, they didn't have any fucking easy, easy paths there. They, they just had a really, really nice hot streak, so... I actually didn't know that about the, uh, though, the 22, the 22 series. Pretty insane, insane, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'll just tell you the one detail that is just true team liquid and NA in general, mostly just to break your heart. Because it's not like Henry was saying, and you notice they never, no one ever breaks apart, like just on the way up to being the best ever. Like, oh, I never made it. It's like, it's always like some fucking dick dastardly and wacky races level shit. You have to be this far from the line and then go, nothing could probably go wrong now. I'm probably going to win the race, aren't I? And then it just all goes to shit because here's the sick thing, right? 
when they got to 22, they lost in the quarters of that major, didn't they? So that means if they'd have won that major, oh, yeah. they would have hit the 25. So they not only would have like cemented the era, Ooh. they would have had like the best streak of all time. They would have beaten Astralis again. And it's like at that point in time, you could just literally whip your balls out like Aloe and just no one can fucking do anything for you at that point. <laughs> just came over, isn't it? But of course, in true Team Liquid fashion, they were like, how many rounds did it take to win a game again? 16. We're on 15, so we're probably going to win this, actually. All so. Right. Do you, do you think there's an argument to be made about the whole burnout situation? I think it's been super prevalent in 2019. Like if you look at a team like EG, for example, I think they did the oh, most events out of their top tier. They were doing like a similar schedule to us. Like towards the end, I think they were telling me they did like 25 events because they got caught up in all the success they actually found sure. at the start of the year of NRG, right? They actually got started some decent placements, winning a few events, like getting some exciting players brought in. And then of course, Stannis Lord joined and everyone's like super hyped to get invited to everything. And you could see it in the level of their play towards the end of the year. They just, they just dropped so flat. It's not to say they're a bad team they just need time to actually go back to the drawing board as it were and work out what their plan is going forward like i think at one point in the year i wouldn't put them as like the best team of the year or anything like that but they were certainly like turning a lot of heads looking exciting like they could have been the next hot ship yeah i mean i think especially at the major i was super hyped up i i i still i'm not even that far away from that hype because i i was watching stan play during that major and i was so excited about it like he had this just don't give a fuck attitude that was that was so fun to see especially from an in-game leader so i just everything about that i just really love but um i don't know it's also like a high upkeep kind of way of playing like for him personally i think like it has to be really tricky to play that way and lead the team because if you make even like a couple of mistakes along the way like not only you know do you suffer in your own performance but your team might also be sort of you know, looking sideways and like why is he you know why is he going through smoke dying why is he doing these weird things like why is he calling somebody on holding that smoke or not and he was doing a lot of that kind of play which is i mean i think that's some of the most fun counter-strike to watch sure. but um but yeah i imagine it's that's it's not only that they played a lot of tournaments also that they played a style that's that you know actually can be yes. kind of hard to keep up what do you think moses um I think I'm sure I think burnout obviously had a lot to do with it. They I mean, they made some really stupid decisions, I would say, with their schedule. And maybe that was decisions they made before they started winning. Like they did that insane thing, which, by the way, my lovely and beautiful co-commentator did as well, like a madman, where you fly out to China and then you have an event there two <laughs> weeks later. And that one week off in between, you actually just go home. So you fly back from China and then five no, days no, no, later, no, no. you're on a plane back to China. And That's it's like, way what to do it? What are you all doing? What spend the five days in fucking Asia? Go so, go to go to Thailand. Go no. you know what? I just, around. I just wanted to defend myself on this particular point. Like it it almost worked out for me, Jason. So okay. almost I just want to say did, did I know that I know that Jason <laughs> just meant do some sightseeing, but like I don't want to hear anyone. I didn't say, mean just go I to didn't Thailand. mean sightseeing. Go, Anders, go you to Thailand. What I meant. You know what they do with a banana? He's like, <laughs> next thing he knows, he's off there. And obviously, the correct answer was just make a delicious drink. That's all they do with it. Exactly. So, yeah. So no, I will. But I will say this: like one reason I don't sort of don't blame EG for attending all those tournaments at the end is people really overlook in the modern day, like the prize pools of tournaments. They yeah. just look at the prestige. So you can go back earlier in the year, and there are massive tournaments in big stadiums that if you win, you get like a hundred k. If you look at like the CSGO Asia Challenge they did in uh, China, this epicenter, these events are like 250k for first place and you know not every yeah. top team's going to be there. So if you're EG and you've won a couple of events, you're thinking, I mean, they didn't win any of them, sadly, but you're thinking, if I snag even one of them, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like 
the, the, it's hard to turn that down if you think you're on you've top. Got to remember okay, but... the young players in that team as well, right? Like this is like 2019. They might see like household names now. You go back two years ago, Ethan, Cirque, Breeze. Like you hadn't heard of these people, of and now they're being <clears throat> they're representing like one of the most uh, decorated organizations in esports. Like you're getting a lot of invites, of course, a lot of money being thrown around. So you got to want to go, but you don't. I can speak to this myself. You don't really realize how tired you'll be at the end of the the year. I, I think we... also, yeah, go ahead, Miners. I was just gonna say. I don't. I can't even count the number of tournaments I've seen that have happened in in Asia or or you, you know some pop up tournament in the Middle East where you say exactly what you just said, Duncan. Which oh, it's, it'll be easy. We'll come take the money. And some some organization shows up where every like they're the only name that like in any of the groups you're like, well, they're obviously going to win that group, and then they'll go through, and you just you can almost predict all of it, and it just doesn't turn out anywhere near that. So like that even in some ways speaks to like. First of all, how much it matters knowing your opponents, because obviously they're going to go into the tournament playing a bunch of teams they've never seen or don't know anything about. And also, probably their mentality is going to be, you know, completely different. They're going to be like, this is going to be easy. And they just turn up and then they get smashed by, you know, random onliners that, that are suddenly, you know, just super excited to play and all the rest. I just think that, that maybe teams need to stop doing that, because actually, I, I can't remember when it's worked out the last for anybody. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the, the, the overworked and like the jet lag and like the scheduling discussion and the fatigue discussion is, it's, there's all like a very good point to that, but I just am so tired of talking about it. And, and so like, ironically, uh, it's I'll, bring it back, Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring it back. Yeah, I'll bring it back. I think there's, I think there's actually a really good quality of this collapse from EG that actually makes me not mind it so much because I'm still not as <laughs> right get ready we're let's let's all just wait we want to see how he's mind fucked himself that it's good that they bombed all these stuff so go come on Moses let's do this let's do the NA thing yeah every no I mean oh yeah that makes it sound a little bit ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> I actually but, think it's good no, that they banged out in first place every every team you see like climb and like achieve success like you think you think of Ents, you think of like Liquid the first time they did it, you think of Astralis, they get up to the top and then there is some kind of step down when you realize sure. the difficulty of actually staying on top versus being there. Now, I will tell you that the collapse we saw Liquid had when they just won the Grand Slam at four events and banged everyone out for like a month and a half in a row, and then they fucking collapse into absolute nothingness, that's a harsh collapse. If you're EG, you won New York, you've been beating Astralis, you've been beating all these top teams, you know you have it, and then you can come back, and the collapse isn't so heartbreaking sure. because you never truly got going to the same extent. So it's not that it's good that they collapse, but if there is a time to to break down, it's better to do it when you're EG and you've oh, only won one or two events rather yes. than like go on some kind of crazy streak and then you know, you're know you useless for two months. Oh, I would absolutely agree. Like Put it this way. Part of the problem, I think, for Team Liquid is their breakdown came in the yeah, like a crushing rival. Yes, it's like it's one of those ones that'll haunt you. Whereas, yeah, you're right. Like at the end of the day, if EG wins the first tournament in 2020, no one's going to give a shit that they lost the CS:GO Asia Championship. I'll even say to bring it all full circle and wrap this topic up. This is also the reason why Astralis is clearly the team of the year because I had a lot of the same players and teams we're discussing now telling me at the last events, "Oh, you bullshit, we're all burned out." And I said, "Oh, that's cool because you know who isn't burned out." Astralis, they're fucking banging you like a drum. What are you yeah. talking about? Like, what that shows is there's levels to this shit, boys. You used to get to the semis or have one final in a, in a while. These guys are in every semi and they're looking their best at the end of the year. Like, the whole point is there's another level of like preparation, understanding that if you accept an event, what it's going to cost. I would even just say there's the whole like championship mindset, which is like, if you go, I don't think Astralis went to every one of those events at 100%. But the difference is if they come in at 75%, they can operate from that and still win the tournament. Like a lot of these teams, you can see it in their eyes. If they start a map bad, it's just downhill, isn't it? It's yeah. over. 
Well, I guess if you look at pro league finals, I wouldn't necessarily translate too much towards the end of the year for them. They got to the finals, sure, but yeah, like... but that was where they had to fly like right from the, like, yeah. the final of ECS. You know, I like if you know, it's almost everyone who made which the top also ECS yeah. kind of also on that. Yeah. They, well, they also had to do the fucking New York to Malmo trip, which was like next yeah. day, which you did as well, yeah. Henry. Did that? Why, I was part of the whole why, crazy ride. Why the fuck are you doing these things? <laughs> I, don't know. I think I'm fucked. Is, in there, the head, is there no honestly. looking ahead of the schedule and being like, this sounds like a really bad idea? I did see the dollar signs that are not in my bank account right now and realize we need a lot more of them, but they never come, Jason. That's the problem. It's so a I class have to of fun. We keep chasing the cash. <laughs> it's right. no problem. Speaking of which, this moves us neatly on to our next topic, which is what was the worst event? of the year who's that at the door oh. <laughs> who is that Which sorry i thought someone thought someone was at the door there for a second <laughs> sight gags we do them all here boys because it event can you quantify worse you mean in terms of the viewers in terms of personal experience in terms of the schedule the format it's let's your talk about specifics yeah it's, it's, oh, it's just individual that's, just, that's good that's wonderful for me for let's, let's pick one each yeah. It was I buy power back in January. Oh, easy, <sighs> hard out from Jason. No, look, no problem. I do feel like I was, listen, I was Moses. I earned <laughs> Moses. I'm just going to corroborate your story here, right? Any time I hear at an event that they haven't been using the metal detectors to check if people are bringing guns <laughs> into the venue, and then someone says I have a gun and I'm at the venue, and then they all go. Could you please not mention that publicly until the day's over? Though? <laughs> like, I think automatically that wins worst event in the year. Like, you know, like I don't know how many criteria we're gonna do here, boys, but that's pretty good. That's that's up there. Bro, it was it was one of those events where like when you heard they weren't even using the the metal detectors like you didn't even care because you've already seen the security guards and you know it's like an 80 year old man just sat in a rocking chair in the corner just like <laughs> nodding at people as they walk by you're like it's like that like gif you know that one where there's that guy on like a football stadium and he just like taps the edge yeah. of the pockets he just, <laughs> guy just walks in it's like what are you even doing what, what would you find doing that now i, I do want to say this because what, what i feel bad about the most is this event will always go down as an iBuy Power event, but they staffed out the entire event. Now, by the way, that's their own stupid decision for giving away their entire brand name to just say, hey, run this event with our name on it to get to get the clout and everything. But they didn't have a whole lot to do with, you know, the organization of the event or the setup. I remember coming into the rehearsal, um, if you can call it that, for about 15 minutes, and I just looked around and they were like, oh, yeah, we have rehearsal right now, but nothing is nothing is working. We don't actually have the desk set up. We don't have any of the audio set up, so we can't test anything, so you can just go away. Ironically, another esports classic. Um, so we How left. How is that different from every other event? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I showed up I showed up the next morning, and they were already on like a, you know, they were like, yeah, we're going to be delayed. And I was like, how long? And they're like an hour and a half. And they had to do six best of ones, or eight best of ones, and they only had one, one setup to do it on. They only had one setup. So every time there was a best of one, it would be like a 30 to 40 minute changeover for the teams, barring any other weird things. And I just turned to them like, I was like, you guys need to get another setup in here like immediately. Like you have to get a second setup going or this day will never end. And they had to delay and pay a band on the last day. The final, they were supposed to be done and out of the venue by like 8 p.m. or something because there was a band coming in to play a show at the venue at like, nine nine o'clock or nine thirty well the final didn't finish until midnight so just every single hour this company was having to go out and like pay this band an extra like x amount of cash to just delay them getting into the venue to actually play their music and when we left there was just a line around the corner on the block of just fans who've been waiting in like for two and a half hours for this venue to open up for their <laughs> it was the most mental fucking experience i've ever i've ever been a part of what was that uh what was that one 
Middle Eastern event that was going on that I think I think Harry and <laughs> yeah, Henry just took like a deep breath when you said that. They're like, <laughs> "Where's this going?" And just calm, wrap, calm down, wrap this Henry. up real quick. Wrap this calm up. Calm down. <laughs> but hey, go on. Where we go? What what Middle Eastern event are we right, referring I'll, to? I'll 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 rephrase it. Where's that one Middle Eastern esports event, Henry? Right, okay. Calm down. Um and. Um, <laughs> That was, I think Harry and Hugo were doing it. I think they had, they, they ended up with some unbelievable delay as well. Um, I, I just forget where it was now. Yeah, but, but... didn't, didn't Harry win like the, the like third place yeah, in yeah. some like well, Medal of yes, Honor? That did. is, that is one of the reasons why I would categorize this as a, as a bad event. I feel like that's, that's how <laughs> no, I, I just make you wonder about the local talent that fucking Harry just goes, I've had a potter around on this kid. Fuck, I've won. I've only done it one like that. Like, he probably made more money winning that, winning that tournament than he did getting paid for the fucking event in the first place. He was doing about eight Dreamax. Sorry, what? I thought we were saying the same thing. Shit. Ah, he's done that, honey. Then my anyway, moving on. So, what about? Is there any other events that go on? The thing is, I have to say, actually, as I'm thinking back on this year, you have to nitpick. Like people are going to say, obviously, the joke about it's not a major. The actual major itself was good. Let's be real. Like, you just had problems with the observer. The playoffs were. Yeah, like let's face it, it was a good tournament. One day. Yeah, the group stages were a nightmare. I guess that that's fair to say. Like the, the the spectating was really bad. Like the technical issues were crazy. Like it was kind of strange event in terms of the production flow. Like three different streams and shit going on. It was very different. It was very odd. I've actually got a joke yeah, for everyone. Great. That's because this is what we do by the numbers. We come with canned material from before. We pretend like it's just an act that we thought of now. So here we go, right? Here's my analogy for the Star Ladder Major. Right. I just saw recently the recent Star Wars movie because obviously fuck everything about art. So I'm just gonna watch them anyway. Just they can literally put Star yeah, Wars on anything and I'll watch it. So all I'm gonna tell you is this. I actually figured out it in the it is a terrible movie and the series is terrible, but it could have been good because there's one character in it that was actually interesting, which was Kylo Ren. Like at least he had some like level of depth or he had some like arc to his story. But here's the joke, right? Star Wars, this last trilogy, is basically like if the Star Ladder Observers had been the director of Star Wars because they were following completely the wrong character that was just doing absolutely fucking nothing and like stuff was just <laughs> happening. And then at the end, you were like, it was all about him. Like, what? What? And then, so that's the thing. If you'd have actually followed him like a traditional director with all the story and said, all, it would have been, it could have been great, could have been interesting. But those bloody <laughs> PUBG observers were still like, where are we dropping, lads? Where, where are you going? Like, well, plus two again. That was shit. You dropped, you lost that last time. Like, <laughs> Obviously, they wouldn't be saying that because that would be in English. Somebody Ooh, once tried okay, to sell me on, on one of these Star Come Wars on. movies saying something along the lines of, this one might have been bad, but it does set the groundwork really well oh, for the next God. one. No way. Be good, That's I'm, the equivalent I'm, of I'm like not... saving strats for the major. That's the film movie. It's like, <laughs> oh, they're saving all the good storylines for the next movie. Why would they do that, though? They, they can make brilliant <laughs> so. No, no, the next, one, the next one explains it all. all it's like a sunk cost yeah. policy, isn't it? You're the worst... You've already worst... spent two hours. Might as well spend another two for the next one. It's going to be good. The worst part about that third Star Wars movie was like, man, if they had set any of these ideas up from the beginning, this could have been such a banging oh, no. trilogy. They obviously just made why that did, up. Like, like, yeah, this is that was made up last just, minute. Of why course. did they just crowbar so much fan service into what could have been an awesome finale for if it was actually set up in any meaningful way? What as that pissed me off. So anyway, that's enough of worst Star Wars Let me think what other... What I was going to say is, to be fair, aside from the Adapt Power one and some minor issues, this year was pretty good. Like, there weren't really those med disaster events where everything goes wrong and all goes... Like, 
Are you thinking of one-handers with the other one you go throwing in? No, but I was just going to say it must suck for them because, you know, if you if you have the worst event of the year and you do it in January, surely the rest of you, you're thinking, well, at least... Yeah, exactly. Time for other <laughs> well, recency bias and that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll, someone will someone will do us and say, no, it's still the worst. So that's Cheers. unfortunate. But Duncan, I... you, you finish with a banger with Epicenter. Like, can you talk us through some of the complications you had? What, what, what were the problems going on? All right, we can, we can get into this a little bit. I will <laughs> <Yeah>. say, <laughs> it's actually a topic that I'll probably do some content on because the, the, basic, the basic problem is this. I actually know that none of the other English talent knew this fact until I basically found it out, which is when you do those events, even though obviously the English Twitch stream is going to have more than the Russian language stream, the English Twitch stream is the B stream. Like, we're the ones piggybacking yeah. on their broadcast. So as a result, basically, what would happen at this event was, just like, I guess, happens to the Chinese and the Russian streams where we do, like, ESL1 clone or something. While we do an hour segment, if we end and throw to the game, they just tell the guy on the other stream, like, throw the game now, and he just has to do it. So the problem was, as an actual host, this just destroys any ability you have to have, like, a continuity of flow to the show. Because, for example, if someone says in my ear, I think we're about seven minutes out, I'm not going to start on like, well, what's your prediction for the game? I'm going to make it big and work one way in. You know, what do you think of EG making it this far? What about this thing? So if someone then tells you, right, now go quickly go to the veto. It's like, why? Now we just have to go to the veto. And you have to like throw straight over. So the problem with doing that is you basically can't do, you just can't do what you do at a Western event. You can't do what you do if you're at ESL Cologne or Did you have Dream someone Mac in your Masters. ear that could speak more than two words of English? Well, oh, there was the other part that was brilliant. Was okay. I, I actually say, gave more info. I gave more info on that fake version than they did. They'd really just do stuff like this. Silence. Right. Silence. Silence. Something was silence. Must be good, right? Go Vito now. And then I, <laughs> like, I actually eventually had to get them to pair the English down because they'd start saying stuff like, next you must go to the Vito. I was going, why are you saying like all the fucking first part of the sentence? Like, if I did mishear the word Vito, I'm going to think it's game, aren't I? So one time I tried throwing to the game, there was nothing there. <laughs> they were like, right, well, obviously, fuck me. So, now, and then the best was any part... of this hostility taken off the broadcast? Did you have any face to face altercations? Is it just over? Oh, listen, there? listen, <laughs> listen. Unlike a lot of people, I call them little bitches in yeah, the esports okay. industry. I'm not just raging in a fucking WhatsApp message and then having the guy come over and go, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's me. That's I just, me. when they come in the room, I'm just screaming at them. Just tell them, yeah. like, you're fucking everything up. What are you doing here? <laughs> and then they're going, I was saying to throw. And I'm like, that, there's no universal sign for throw. I'll throw a fucking brick at your head in a minute. Right in there. To the casters, you fucking imbecile. I told them, I'll never work this event again. I understand exactly why you lost World War II. Well, whatever you want you know. You know <laughs> Obviously, you didn't really say the last part. That was <laughs> just a joke. Anyway, they did way too far. Technically, they won World War II anyway, so I was wrong, wasn't that? So, you know, that's the only way I was wrong, though. So we can all agree upon that. Well, Duncan, I cannot believe that you I cannot believe that you just stooped to the bait. That was a that was a blatant bait from Henry the whole way oh. from start to finish. Yeah, he, he wanted was. to get it out there. James. I did. I secretly kind of, <laughs> yeah. he he better to, now. Yeah, we had to get it done. Exactly. You know? But anyway. Well, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was that category? What next question. Event? Next question, Quite Duncan. Right, the next one is a good one because it's what was the best event of the year? There's a lot we can do for this one. I think you can go a whole bunch of ways. Anders, come on, you start us off on this one. Best event of the year. Um, man, I don't know. That's... <laughs> Good start, strong start. That must mean there was quite a few if you can't think of one immediately. Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned this earlier that actually has been a pretty good year in in, in terms of events overall. Um, I don't remember which events I did. Fuck. Well, that's, that's another problem, right? Like, especially if we go, like, 
the first half of the year, everything is is well. I I actually I skipped the entire first half of the year, so so that was me, and then I did all the events uh, for the rest of it. I honestly, um, <laughs> I honestly had a pretty good time. It's rough out here. It's rough. I don't like to say <laughs> what he means there. Henry is he's not going to include any events for the first half of the year. He, he was a watch. He was playing I mean, like all no. something like that's what a ridiculous thing to say. I'm, I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to in my mind. I'm, right, I, include I, I, I'm just going to skip to July onwards, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I actually will. Um, <laughs> What a ridiculous uh, human! It's, it's, it's been a right year. best event of the last half of the year, Anders. For you, it's been a, it's been a, a rough year. I'll I'll answer half the question, Duncan. Um, it, I, I'm going to say Cologne. I had a I had a I think Cologne was a was it's a, a safe one. It is a safe one. I was gonna I was gonna do a, a you know just a quick shout out to to the Chicago event. I thought being in Chicago was really awesome. Uh, we upgraded the stadium from from the. From the previous time and that was uh oh. that was amazing so yeah that, i think that those were the two events in my mind that that really uh that really sort of stood out a little bit so yeah i'll even add on that actually by the way i know obviously with the way esports is at the moment like no one can know where some of these events are going to be and they do swap up the countries and the spot i don't think it's a coincidence that cologne is like the smoothest event of them all viewing wise working because this is one of the secrets of esports unfortunately in csgo we haven't been able to implement when you see all those Korean leagues in, in StarCraft and stuff, and everyone's like, oh, God, the production's incredible. Yeah, they do it from the same studio for 10 years, and they never move the fucking PC, and they have exactly the same booth and the same setup and the same sound. And so as a result, the guy working that setup just gets super, he knows every detail, every in and out. So I, don't, I think the fact that we've been in that same stadium with the same sort of setup, like, that helps. That definitely helps. Like, you can tell when ESL gets there, just smooth. Like, they know what day they're going, when they get this set up. It's ne almost never delays it that event you notice like we're very rarely filling like it's just a safe pick for like event of the year basically it's, it's well, easy I think, I think they've done such a good job with it that i i don't think there's unless one of the majors is really well run which by the way katavica was as well sure um, then you just can't fucking shame about the, the location but you know we can't we have everything we can't have everything good throwback there <laughs> <laughs> for the loyal viewers that would, yeah, in the top right-hand corner of that panel, it does say, like, check out Thorin, issue 14, you know, 13th of March, 2014. It goes, what's that, Thorin? You have something to say on this podcast? <laughs> I'm going to, I don't know, I, 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 would, I, had my, I had some of my own issues with Cologne behind the scenes, but I still think it was probably the best event right. for, for the viewers. That was one of my events. You had a child out of wedlock. That has nothing to do yeah. with ESL or ESL one Cologne. Like, yeah, no, what are you talking about? Yeah, what, what she... You seem fine uh, to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those stressful events where everything, everything seemingly went wrong. Uh, I had a tough time with Cologne behind the scenes, but it's it's all good. It was, it was good. well, just make it all about you then. Fucking hell, what's that got? Yeah. What's that got to do with the event of the year? Yeah. Like, well, you know, oh, I didn't have a good I, night's sleep, so fuck that, man. Like, shit, I, I know, I, I picked it anyways, <laughs> but I did, I did have a couple. We all, we all have our event every Life year. Rando just, didn't come on time. Yeah, fuck hit it. The wall, <laughs> hit the wall, and you're done with everything. That was my event where I was uh. just like, fuck this shit. But the event was good. It was good I'm event. just going to say this. It was one of the only events that had little electric scooters you could ride around. So there's a plus in my book. Listen, people need to stop doing well, that. Starlighter in Berlin had it. Berlin had Berlin it. Berlin had it. That's yeah. right. Most yeah, North American events had it. People must yeah. stop doing that. Like, we only lost a couple of By the way, special, special shout out to be on the summit for um, you know the next, the next best event to take place throughout the year. The next best two events. <laughs> Go on. That's, it. That's all I have. That's it. All right.
Did they even oh, do two? August. Oh, right. I'm not. I'm not stupid down to that level. I know what you're trying to do over there. I've seen it. I've seen it in the past. I know all your tricks. Okay. All your devious. I've got a. I've got a little curveball for you in terms of my my favorite event. I'm gonna go with IEM Beijing because I feel like it's a very important step for CS:GO this year. Really, kind of tackling that nation and making sure that it's got a very possible future going forward. I think that looks really exciting in terms of the fans there, the teams that turned up, the level of the tournament. I thought it was I thought it was really great in general. Although I don't like traveling that so much, it was a pain in the ass to get there. But in general, it was a wicked event. I actually thought it was really cool. Uh, the first time, I believe, that it's in a separate stadium, right? That it's not part of some gaming yeah, event exactly. or something else. Like and it a, went down like really well. Stadium. Yeah. They were great. They were super Probably engaged. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. They were super engaged, um, the Chinese fans. And it was like that, um, you know, two weeks later in, in Shanghai when Anders and I were doing that. That that, that stadium was cool. Yeah, China, Chinese. I didn't know this. Apparently, Counter-Strike in China has, like, tripled in player yeah, base. That, that's that's yep. why I think it's the, the significance is there yeah. for the big event. I think it's a landmark in terms of what we're going to see next year. There's a lot of money in esports in China, but it's mainly with mobile games and free-to-play stuff. But, like, once Counter-Strike really, like, comes to light there, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be insane. I will so, say one th one thing that actually somewhat goes to Anders' angle of like the first half of the year being a bit of a write off is unfortunately that whole bullshit with like Astralis not being at some of the tournaments and then a bunch of teams skipping different big events that does unfortunately make you when you think back on the event doesn't feel like it was the best event like it's hard to think that so I will say it's mostly probably going to be in the latter part of the year I'm probably picking from even though there was the whole ECS thing right before EPL I actually thought the recent EPL finals was a pretty good tournament like seemed like I had all the top teams <clears> there the playoffs was fucking mad in terms of all the results. Like, I thought that was a pretty well-run event. That seemed pretty good. <clears throat> all right, well, yeah. I, yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't there. I have no idea. It, it seemed good from the outside. I don't know I why everyone has to be at the event for it to be a good event. Like, no, but like, why is everyone like, such a narcissist now? Like, because best event that you first of all, this year. you said best event of the year, not like let's give a fucking high five to some events that didn't fuck up. Like, you know, let's, let's stick right. with the awards. All right. At the very least. <laughs> Said the person who picked CS Summit because they ordered like Chick fil A for him or something. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Listen, Moses. Food of the year goes exactly. To I won't lie, Moses. That is one of the, that is what you know this. It's one of the ways I do evaluate sounds I go to. Like, I yeah, actually, yeah. I think I've told this story before, but I, I was so ridiculous that when we were in Atlanta, one time I did tell someone else, like, oh, I, I, Moses was there. I was telling him, Atlanta's brilliant, actually. Yeah, you can just get like food at any point in time. And then he was like, that's just because you lived up the road from like a 24 hour convenience store. What would you have done if you hadn't? And I was like, yeah, good point, actually. That was my whole criteria. Well, it's because like that was the third time I'd heard you be like, this city is so fucking amazing. You can get like a pop whatever you want. You can go down to the mm -hmm. down to the store and get like an energy drink at any time of the night. And I'm like, <clears throat> that's a barometer. Like, what the fuck? Hold up. Oh, hold up. <laughs> I think this this must have been the same event, Duncan, that you realized that you could buy like whole cans of pure frosting and you didn't even have to buy the cake. You could just buy the frosting. Wait, 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 wait. so much to unpack. Why um, do you right. Yes. Oh, basically, basically, I went to a supermarket in Atlanta, and you know, like the really big supermarkets in America, you can just buy Yo, everything. Get so in the cake section, you can just buy already made icing with no. It doesn't cake. mean you have to buy it though. No, no. But I thought to myself, that's the best part, isn't it? When you eat that, you eat through that, <laughs> no, and you go, "Oh, the cake is frosty. There's no sustenance there." And so what you did is I got it and I started eating it. I thought, this is brilliant. Who's that? Who wasn't? Why did no one think of this before? And as you can imagine, Henry, about 10 minutes in, one, I felt sick. Stomach ache, yeah. I needed to go to the toilet about an hour later, didn't I? A blue yeah. icing sugar. <laughs> you can imagine. Oh, like, shit was coming out of me. Well, I'm like, glad you learned your lesson. I don't, I don't want you advocating the purchase of... No, no, no. 
I, I regret it. Fuck, absolutely. Man. I mean, I don't okay. regret, you know, living my dream, but I do regret <laughs> the consequences. Dude, I've never heard of anyone over like the age of 12 fucking doing something like that. Just buying <laughs> icing to eat with a spoon. Like I've heard of like cookie dough, I think before, but not that. That's, that's insane. Okay, that's... <laughs> right. Let's move on though. Cause here's one that's, that Best we could there. potentially have some fun with. We could potentially also hurt some feelings with. So my favorite kind of topic. The question is, who is the best newcomer of the talent that joined the scene this year? Who who kind of had like a big year who wasn't as big a name before? And we've got a few people uh, in CS. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with Scrawny for me. Scrawny? Of, there we go. Yeah, what he's done this year. What him what break tier one done. kind of with some of the blasts. Yeah, yeah I, th I thought they'd done some excellent work. I thought they were really good. They hold themselves really well. You wouldn't think this is their first big year. Um, they're putting out like world-class broadcasts every single time. Did their first few finals as well. They're nailing it. <clears throat> good energy, different vibe to what everyone else is doing. I think that for those two together, I think would be mine. I will say, I forget which event I'm thinking of here. I think maybe I'm thinking of, I can't remember. Did, did he do ESL on Cologne? Do you know the Moses? Sorani? Yeah. Who? No. Mm, no, I'm trying to think what event, because there was one event where I did like the a script for one of those like hype videos, and they actually had him. Maybe it was oh. maybe it was I am Chicago or something, and whatever. It been Chicago. Event it was. Yeah. I did the script right, and normally they hire a movie trailer guy, and I'm not joking. I actually thought they'd just hired a Canadian movie trailer guy because he was doing a killer job with their like voiceovers. Yeah. And I actually yeah, saw yeah. at the end people just said in the comments like, "No, it was Scrawny who did it." I said, "What the fuck?" That's yeah, right. Yeah, he did, he did, he's done a few voiceovers this year. Yeah, for you, so. yeah that's he's right. really good with voiceovers. I quite like it. I, I think. I mean, I, we get to work with him with all the blasts, so I just think he's he's great in general. I think Scrawny's awesome. My yeah, my name trust. I throw in my name I throw into the ring, um, and this is another one of those technicalities, but I'm going to go with it because I just don't care. Um, is Freya? Just oh, because stolen. whatever yep. reason, I, I don't think she gets technically you know, stolen. Yeah, I know, but you know, they are allowed to win as well. <laughs> well, we obviously she's obviously been around. We know that she's very good at her job, but it does astound me that I just don't see her at very many events. Like I don't, yep. I don't understand yeah, why she's true. not at more events. She's starting, to, she's starting to break out and do a few other stuff <laughs> yeah. in terms of outside face it um, with other games as well. But yeah, great shout. But she's yeah, really We've got to stop that from happening though, because she'll disappear into like Call of Duty or something else. Like we've got to limit yeah, her. Yeah, that's just doing the kind of she can't stuff, go. You know? that is yeah. True. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Freya as well. I think Scrawny is a really good uh, is a really good pick as well. Um, I, again, just to make it you know all about ourselves in in some sense, but just I, I think I may have even mentioned this before, but I just outside of the game, even I would say Scrawny and, and Launders as well. The, the the really fun thing is that they're just really fun people to be around. Like I think that even that that probably translates onto the. You board said this. Well. I wait. I want no, you I know, to know. I know. Anders is judging best newcomer talent of the year last based year, on what he, his experience being around them yeah, in his life. So if they just literally <laughs> said, "Anders got your cocky." I enjoyed oh, being in a hotel room with Scrawny and Launders, and that was his crazy. Yeah, wait a minute. That's they win two years in a row just for sucking you off. Yeah, um, <laughs> you might have got me like a, a soda or something at some point. That yeah, that I bet really they did. That's all it takes. I bet you cracked the top and fucking sank that motherfucker. That we all made it. <laughs> and afterwards you went. <sighs> yeah. I just, I'll be back. I'm exactly. just trying to encourage this behavior. I just want more of it. So you know, that's that's what it is. Fair enough. Damn. I mean, I'll corroborate the Freya one. Like, to be fair, I actually haven't worked with her, so I can't sit on that side. I'm just talking about watching on camera. I'll say one thing that I thought was very good about what, the job she did is when you're the host, 
even though we have some very charismatic hosts, you are, it's a bit like Observer. You know, you did your job. If people just don't comment, if it's just if, yep. if people just talk about the tournament and the games and the and what was said. So one of the things I think she does an amazing job at is she has like a very neutral accent. She's just very like just very natural on camera. It's pretty. It's just she just checks all the basic boxes you want from a host. So I think she did a pretty good job. Actually, the only thing that I can that I can think of that might be a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit dangerous is that you know I hope this never happens, but that she doesn't fall into the kind of, uh, you know, sort of shocks position where she just becomes, you know, the host that asks all the easy question. Because I, I actually I know that like even outside of the, you know, again just from talking outside of the game, she knows a lot about the game and, and the teams and like sure. everything. So it's like you know oh, that, that's yeah, the one way. danger of being that person is that you or you always get seen as the person yes. who just has like only that really thin layer. And I just, I I'm pretty sure that's not true. So, no, if people would, don't know, game, you know, at ACS, they were playing these segments. I don't know if they played them on the stream, but I know they put them on YouTube where they had, like, you know, the story of Team Liquid that year, the story of Astralis that year. Like, if people don't know, she did all that. Like, that was her side. Yep. She, like, scripted the things, narrated them. Like, they, that wasn't someone giving her, like, a script or just telling her, just ask basic stuff. Like, no, she actually is a fan of the game. Like, as yep. far as I know, I think her start even was something like she entered a contest to be ECS, like, Two years ago, or something. Yeah, I think that's she right. Was a fan yeah, of the game. It was, so, a, it was a vlog. That's actually content. legit. That's yeah, legit that's as fuck right. that you actually came from the community, even. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, there's been a few of those guys actually. Facer have done a pretty good job in that in general. They found um, Parker and um, whatever it yeah, is. Dinko. Uh, Dinko. Yeah, that, they found those dudes as well. So that that proves that that system. Like, I it might not look that much on this. Dan and an orphanage as well. That's amazing. I mean, too bad they are paying him like he's in a fucking Victorian workshop. <laughs> it's all right listen we're all anyway. mates again me and ecs and, and all yeah, that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, don't worry about that it's all water under the water bridge. under the fridge yeah we'll otherwise i told them i'll fucking wreck that next event they do just like i did that fucking face it major you ever fuck with me again be more than just your eggs getting fertilized motherfucker anyway that's enough of that all the unpleasantness is behind us on that one Jeez. so what about this then now that we've done talent who's right this one sadly has an obvious answer but again let's expand it beyond the most obvious one right who is the best newcomer talent to the scene? Like, in terms of players, I mean. Like, I mean, Zewu, obviously, I'm going to guess is the main answer. But what are the other names you'd put out there? Like, Broland, really... I mean. Broland, there's a good one. Yeah, I think uh, was pretty strong. Yeah, I feel like he really came into his own. He lived up to the hype, I think. There was so much put around him, which kind of put me off a little bit. You know, it kind of always makes you feel like, oh, he can't they be that good. They a bit on it, didn't they? Yeah, but once he started coming to his own, you could see that the trust they put in him and the pressure being 17 years old and being on the main stage with that sort of team as well, the spotlight, the legacy behind them to deliver the way he did at some of the events, definitely not all of them, but the sure. way he did at some of them like was was insane. Like I really enjoyed um, his play style and the, the freedom and trust they had within him. I think the way he handled it was really spectacular. So that's mine. No, yeah. he's, he's someone, by the way, where I always try to say this. Every time we ever talk about, like, Zewu now or when Simple came in the scene, I always tell people, understand these people are, like, once-in-a-generation type players. Like, you don't, you just don't become that good instantly. The actual expectation, reasonably, should be what you see with, like, Sergey, Brolan, Frozen. Like, you come in the scene with some hype, and then you learn your lesson. You know, you have like, yep. one good event, then you have two bad events, and then everyone goes, oh, is he, is he a boss? He's not going to make... And then you learn, and you gradually level up through the scene. Like, it's just... People like Zewu were aliens. It's un almost unfair how good they are at the very beginning, you know? It's not, not reasonable to expect that of anyone. Okay, but just on that front, <coughs> isn't it... I mean, especially because we're, we're all old isn't it isn't it outlandish how quickly some of these like kids now become good at the game because i i swear you know back in in sort of 1.6 or even even beyond that like the time that it took for, unless you knew someone who happened to be a professional player that could sort of almost teach you on the side 
like the time that it would take for you to like you know weed out all the skills required and everything like it'd be, it'd be years for people to grow these kind of things it, it happens so much quicker now like this category could be filled by so many people i think brolin's a really good pick but i mean think about someone even like you know hunter or someone that we haven't yep, even heard of like they're, big, just, big they're just so good and and they're so good so quickly i don't even really understand how that's i mean i guess with hunter at least he's got nico that can you know probably probably talked to a lot and probably, you know, been watching for a while, but in, in the finishing, uh, Jampy, uh, was run into some unfortunate problems, but obviously you're super talented as well. Uh, like they're just, there are so many of them that they're just everywhere. Yeah. I, I do Adnes is listed a player who's vac and has never played anything approaching top three tiers of player. That's his call. He's what you know what? in the mix for best player. <laughs> like the next major will be won by Pauf, Jumpy, and uh, shout Bobby out to Daly. best player of 2019, Kerrigan. There by the go. way, let's can, can we stop having people like back band when they're like 13 and they sold their accounts? Yeah, to that's happening, true. and then and then they're just gone for life. Like that just doesn't make any sense. If people don't realize when I wrote in that article because I tried to pick the most ridiculous example, but a real one. Literally, this is not a joke. If you were 10 years old and you have a Steam account and you have CSGO and you open a private server that's on the internet, a create a custom server with nobody in it but bots and you enable cheats and get VAC banned, you can never play at a major ever in your entire career. Reasonable. Like, that, like that's not like, uh, like I didn't make that, that scenario would apply. That essentially is not that far. I mean, it is. They were playing against real people, but it's not that far from some of the people who did get banned. And as I pointed out in my article, I couldn't name drop a load of people because obviously it's like secretly rumors behind the scenes. But I mean, Henry can probably corroborate this. If 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 we weren't just talking VAC bans, if we were talking just if you ever had somehow cheated, yeah. there's a lot of really good players in Source Definitely. of Definitely, yeah. We'd never have Absolutely. had a career. Hun yeah. Honestly, hundreds. You can buy both games in terms of them having just some skeleton in their closet from like, the yes. early 2000s, something like that, like definitely. Like that, that was have, a long People just change the accounts a, randomly. Just... The conversation of 1.6 about how <laughs> playing as a cheater for like a year actually made certain players better. Like the people yep. who were always very good at spamming through a wall, you're like, man, that like six months he spent cheating was was actually it worked out well for him. Now, obviously that's a terrible argument to make in, in today's thing, but there, there's, it's a shame to see that many people who- I don't know if it is a terrible argument. So all I'll tell you is this, like Moses, when everyone says like, who are the two <laughs> greatest, like genius lurk players, there's two names coming to mind for me. The Snacks, who literally, by the way, had an ESL ban like at the end of 1.6, in 1.6. And then there's Flusher in upset. <laughs> I was waiting. So all I'm going to tell you is this, like, yeah, oh, it's weird. Flusher now is like a fucking genius. He's reading the matrix. He just knows where they could be. Like, that doesn't mean he's cheating now. That's yeah. the end of that sentence. <laughs> anyway, does anyone else have any thoughts? Um, <laughs> you fill in I the blanks. Who's been cheating? Biggest cheater of the year. Biggest unconfirmed cheater. I'm going to live in the shout out world. I think um, I think Plopsky's going to make a pretty cool support, yeah. supportive like role player piece for teams for years to come. I think he had a really really good year, all things considered. Just change the name though. Give it get a better yeah. alias than no. That, that we've had that conversation. It's just like yeah. how are you supposed to make a hype for fucking Plopsky? It sounds it's like yeah. the word to use. It's not about a lot of for a turd falling in the fucking. <laughs> 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 no, there, there's some good names out there though. Like Frozen is a cool name. Hunt is a cool name. You can do a lot with those. Yeah, you can. You can do that. But someone let's, should tell Popsy before his mate. Let's crowdsource it. Let's is it's it's almost two thousand like it's almost twenty twenty. Let's crowdsource it. Let's let's leave it up to a community, pick a new name for him. Like like we did with Bodie Mac Boatface and all the rest Ploppy of it. Floppy face. Get the get the intent to vote on it and we'll we'll figure something out. I'm sure this right. will be better. 
this next one is a fun one because it can go anywhere. So we did this last year and it, well, I think maybe two years ago we did this one. And it's like, what is the sneakiest move of the year? Now the joke with this category is it ends up not being sneakiest move. It ends up just becoming sneakiest cunt of the year because you just pick someone who did something like shady or they did something like, like they tried to get away with something like, I could already think of one. Listen, again, all I'm going to say is this, like the whole Blastralis thing, the main problem I had with that was just that they kept pretending that it wasn't happening, even though it was. Like Astralis kept pretending, look, we don't prioritize Blast events, just proceed to not attend any other events. Blast was going, teams can pick which events they attend, but also they all have to do five out of seven. So it's like, well, well, which is it? Like what you thought, on the one hand, you're telling me that you basically made a deal, which fair enough, if you, if you come out with it, like here's the stupidest thing about the Astralis angle. If they'd really just said in about April, Listen, we're burned out. Like, we've just won all these fucking tournaments. Like, some of us need time off. I mean, remember, one of them even had, like, a personal tragedy earlier in the year. They just said, you know what? We just need two months off. And in the two months, we can do a couple of weekends. We could do this Blast event and this other one. I would have had no issue with that. My issue was they wanted to say that they weren't taking time off and they weren't skipping events, but that they were going to stay on top still. And there was no issue. So it's like, that, and they were trying to be a bit sneaky on that one. And I think, quite frankly, like, it came back to bite them and eventually they overcame it. So it had a happy ending in the end. Best nice normally do, Duncan. We all love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad, that's not a bad. So wait, so, it's that, so it could be anything, any Yeah, entity. anyone who okay. tried any little, little uh, scam shit, you know. Um, <laughs> Anders is thinking, who can I call uh, out for undercutting me on that no, event? Who, no. who was it again? You know, I, I have, I actually, mine is going to be, Come you on. know, people that scam me, but... But they did. They did it in like a way that I, it's it's clever. You know, you almost have to appreciate it. If someone you know, stole all your Bitcoin, I want to hear this story right now. <laughs> no, fortunately not. No, not yet. Anyway, no, fortunately no. not. You know, I went to and uh, with a with a bunch of uh, well, at, at least two of you, um, to this uh, the Starletter event in Belik in Turkey. Okay. And Fuck. and here's how oh. here's how is in my mind. I thought this. Where's this going? Like, come on, great. I thought, okay, so I can spend a week. It, it's 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 cold in Europe. Do I want to go to Turkey? And it's going to be warm. And it's like, yes, that sounds really amazing. And it's like an extended, you know, holiday there. And you know, it's like a beach resort. You've got <laughs> everything. It's all, I think I think the words all inclusive was, uh, yeah, was very you know, loosely thinking, used. I thought what, definitely chances of a happy ending are really high. So we <laughs> were thinking we were thinking of like Face It's Cancun event when we were thinking yes. all the yeah. things of Yeah, I had that. I had the exact same thing in mind. Is Anders implying? Let, let Anders go. Is Anders implying? Let, yeah. let him finish. He's almost now, got enough rope. Now I just you know as soon as I was start, you know reading through the initial proposal, I just thought this is great. Like I, I love everything about this. I'll sign that contract. Let's go to to Turkey and have a good time. Now when I get there, I realize there was like contract. six. No, it's true. There were no contracts. It's useful, but. <laughs> In my mind, I emotionally, I attached myself to the event already, and I didn't just bother checking anything else. And it was like six best of threes a day with like a B stream yeah, doing some say. of them. So like all the time when the sun was up, because Jason and I were doing like the morning games, we were just doing Counter Strike for like literally nine hours. Like you know, nine a.m. to five p.m. <laughs> and when I got out, like I could just see the sun going down. I was like, well, that's <laughs> that's it. it was that like, was the it's whole... like early on in fucking Star Wars: A New Hope. It's like. <laughs> oh well that's the end of that day so in a in a manner of speaking i was i got i got scammed but but it was kind of clever as see well. the way I he set it. that up he was definitely yeah, everyone watching this stream now you all know what anders just did there where he went as close as he could to the line of implying that he walked into his hotel room and the maid was still cleaning up and he goes oh 
starting early. They started running through his belt. She goes, no, 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 sorry, sir. I, I cleaned the room. He goes, what? I thought it was all inclusive. It's like, you made it sound like that was where the story was going, like, sneaky little bitch. Like, what? Like, what are you? Yeah, and then you purposely at the end were like, and then in the end, I just didn't have time to see the sights. Sneaky, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I thought he was going to go. Well, Anders, Anders and I went to went into the market because Anders wanted to get some, some knockoff hoodies or something. And oh, the guy shit. who was trying to sell him these hoodies... I thought this was oh, going to be the guy that you were talking about. He like you're right. was trying was to argue trying to, buy. to Anders. Yeah, he was. He was trying to knock the price down, and the guy just goes, "Listen, this is very nice cotton. I have my own cotton farm, like out, you know, that I that I have. Like <laughs> me and my relatives work on, like out in the on the hills of Turkey." He's like, "This is this is my cotton that I hand spun." <laughs> okay, I'll I'll tell you this. I, the reason why I went to these markets to begin with is because I I you know I like the the challenge of trying to fight. They're always going to win, right? Because they do this for a living. But I thought, never mind. I'll I'll still try and like see. Can I get in? Like, can I do something clever? And so I'm expecting for people to lie to me, and I'm obviously going to lie in return and say that yeah, I don't yeah, have, have the money for it. So we're both just lying, and that's all within the realm of that's fine. That's the game. But this guy was trying to tell me that his family owned a <coughs> cotton farm that were making like authentic Nike, you know, shirts. And I just thought, even in the realm of lying, that's outrageous. Like I could, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, what the fuck? Obviously, Anders, none of about? it, none of Anders' go-to moves worked. Like at the end, he tried to demand business class flights from the guy. <laughs> But yeah, it's not a magic carpet, you know. Like, like yeah, no, just a little inside that. joke that one. That's just just for the little Easter egg. What's your sneakiest move of the year? Because you, you're pressing us for answers here. You I already seen. said it. it was like I think it's the whole like Astralis, like like this. Oh, they kind of like I'm trying to think of anything. Yeah. for the first part of the year. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess like that. I said, if everyone had just been upfront about it, it wouldn't even have been sneaky. They could have done it. It's just the way the business is at the moment. Obviously, everyone knows next year there could be something similar, but. I just think that was a bit of a whack angle. Do you have anything more? Do you have an angle for this? Yeah, dude, this, it's got to be Fanatic bringing back Golden and acting oh, like that was there was pretty no issue whatsoever, yeah, ever. And, it's just like, and what making fuck, out guys? like he was just out getting cigarettes. <laughs> what are you, what are you, why is everyone always going on like we kicked him or something? I swear he was here five minutes ago. It's like, yeah, we kicked him out six months ago. In the meantime, Flusher went and had like a whole career in Cloud9. But yeah, keep telling us that like, you, oh, sorry to see you go. Like, so it was, I, I agree. That was bad, ridiculous. Was, it's like, if I was golden, I would have demanded some kind of like fucking insane, like public apology. Like just you, they would have had Or just be also. like, you know, we made a mistake. We yeah. regret it. Like my bad, you know, we obviously, especially now we see the results. So, I know, like, that guy's like the bloody talisman for Fnatic, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Jesus. He, yeah. I still can't believe he won them a million dollars in two weeks and then got cut. And then they were like, think of the, yeah. Think of how shitty that was. That is bad Like, what the fuck do I have to do to keep this job? Especially because they replaced him with Exist. I know everyone's going, fucking hell, did Exist still play? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Exist was still around. Too. Yeah, I know yeah. now you're all thinking, what, that retired player from you? No. That's why they can't be in Blast Pro Series next year. Right. There we go. Aggressive. <laughs> Aggressive. <laughs> Maybe it's because they didn't set up that golden handshake. Wait, can we actually... Can we actually touch on that? Because on, I, I... Maybe no one wants to touch on the subject, but I've had a, I've had a drink. Uh, move on, a drink. Here we go. We're off. Um, Come on. I don't... I don't... I read that interview... interview about the show starts now. I read I've that interview... <laughs> I read that interview, and I don't, I don't see where Fnatic or Mouse Sports were badmouths in any way. 
I don't know if you guys I, I like followed that at all. Like, I was, I, it was I, very I mild what they were taking offense with. As far as like, why? That's like, it's like if you're taking what he said in that interview personally, that should reflect on your own thoughts of your of your team more than anything. Like, I don't understand where where Blaster Nicholas said anything that was like, yeah, Fnatic and Mouseports are like a shady organ. Like, we don't want to work with those guys. They didn't say that at all. So I'm just confused as to why there's so much so much beef being taken. Bloody beef. No, no one wants to. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I haven't read the article. I'm going to put my hands up here, so I can't really give you much, Jason. Been How convenient. How convenient. I've been having a, a solitary time at home in Malta this, this uh, festive season, so I haven't read anything, Listen, so I can't Henry's help. he has got a rule. He's only calling out one major <laughs> per year. <laughs> he's, had, he's done his for this year. Moses. You know what? Maybe that could be my sneakiest move. You know what? Yeah. Saying that, it is actually quite funny. I just got a notification on my phone. This is quite a sneaky move from Starlight. They just paid me just before the end of the year, just so I couldn't say it was in 2020. They just oh. paid me for the major now. That just happened. So that's quite a sneaky move. Live, not, coming in live, hot from Henry's Megacalc. I would say my phone, but it has got the amount on there, so it won't do that. But it is there. It just came through. Fair play to Henry, so, even complaining when they did pay him. Like, yeah, right. Oh, I see. You didn't just make it even longer. Fucking yeah. <laughs> potentially, Henry moving to Malta is also one of the sneakiest moves. So I'm that saying. is quite a sneaky move. That, for, does that too? And let me ask you something about that, Henry. Because here's yeah, the thing, right? Well, for people who don't know, one of the reasons why moving to Malta, it could be appealing to someone in Henry's position is they have sure. a lower tax rate than the UK. Yes. I won't say how much, all but it's, it's lower, right? Board. You can look it up. It's, oh, it's okay. fine. It's all but above board. Public knowledge. Everyone's going to think, Henry, I'm going to say that the sneaky move is you moving there for the tax. The real sneaky move is the, is how you convinced yourself to move to Malta when you have to travel by plane every yeah, okay. weekend. Like, <laughs> I feel I, like you wrecked yourself on that one. As a slight yeah. caveat to that argument, Duncan, you're 100% right. I still own property in London. Um, so I can travel between the two, okay. and if I have travel complications, yeah. I can base myself in London for up to 100 days per year, um, recognized by the tax body. So that's fine. It's all taxation under control. It's all taken care of. He did a pros and cons con list. So I was there when he when he read it up. There was, was yeah. If you saw the amount of money I was paying the UK government, I was there maybe 30 days last year. You'd eat your own hat, Duncan. Let me tell you. Okay. So. It's not worth it. That's what I'm going to say about it. Pretty sneaky move. I'm paying less tax now, but I'm I am in real Proof here. You can yeah. see this I mean, listen, it's proof enough, isn't it? Sunny all the time. Listen, I get what Henry's saying. I mean, when I started paying tax, I changed the way I was voting as well in that thing. Because, you know, he's a good lad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. We're not actually, on podcast. Yeah, we're on podcast, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a joke. I don't vote. Right. So anyway, at least not officially. Right. What about this then? Now there's ones we cast some fun. Come on. No, I want to go back to your voting habits with your alter ego. I would love to hear about Duncan's voting. What did you vote for this year? I've actually never voted in my life. Ever? Nope. Never voted. What about the whole EU situation? Were you part of that? I didn't actually want to go back. Can we go forward? Yeah, I don't Jesus fucking I thought we were to get something good there. I'm just faithing you guys in. Because this one, actually, there's loads you can do on this one. There's so many angles you can go on it. What was the worst roster move of the year? There's a lot Ence of angles, I feel like. One, right? Ence is an obvious one, I think, on the top people's heads. Um, I think Neo to phase, was that this year? That was this year, yeah. Yeah, the Neo to phase, I really did didn't nothing. like that at all. Really just thought that was a waste of time. Like you've Guardian, been... Guardian to Navi. Oh, Guardian oh, to Navi's going to be a good that's one. That's a great show, yeah. Oh. He seems to be involved in a couple of them, actually, yeah. 
That, by the way, that was amazing in as much as, like, what sort of fucking movie storyline is that where Guardian starts out as, like, the hard carry he's being held down by all people who aren't good enough on his team. And then eventually it's, like, enough years go by. He's like, well, I became what I hated? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, like the fucking end of Diablo or something. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, you you just became the person. It's like, you may as well just travel back in time and dress up as fucking Edward or something. Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Yeah, like that joke people make. I, mean, I do actually appreciate. I appreciate that joke everyone makes in mouse sports, where they say that like Chris J traveled back in time to play with himself when he was younger because Wops just looks exactly like him without glasses <laughs> or whatever. Like that's a pretty good one. Whoever came up with that meme, every now and then they have a good meme. Look at this dog here. Even that dog thought that Star Wars. Movie oh was shit, Jason, you got a dog. <laughs> really I was wondering when you're going to get attention for it. What's his name? Uh, her name is Mara. Named after yeah, the Star she's... Wars character Mara Jade. Star Wars. Uh, I, I, I plead the, the way he said it went really quiet. I was like, oh, it's technically, not, technically is that a... not canon anymore. Sorry. It's got, it looks like the universe is done. Like... Not going to lie to you, Jason. It looks like a very expensive dog. Didn't he, looks, North... he, looks, he looks bougie. Didn't Noth uh, get rid of Valda? It's a poodle mixer. I mean, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> no, but he, he, he technically it's... left the Landers. Like, he's the wasn't like a slave. Like, he has allowed to leave when his contract's like coming up or whatever. Yeah, but I just can't believe that North can't be involved in this conversation at some level. I just, I had. I'll to say, put it this way: I'll say Juggy to North was a pretty bad fucking roster move, but it's still just North, isn't it? Like, it's not, it's not that terrible. Let me think. What else was a bad move? Because hmm. the problem is, a lot of the moves worked if you think about this year. Oh, I'll tell I you one that's an obvious one. It wasn't like it was a, a nightmare move, but I have to put it in the category. Lucas to MIBR was kind of a waste of time. Like, it's not like yeah. it was terrible or bad. It just, what, what was that? Just I think that the, the reason why I wouldn't put that one up there is just because I know MIBR was very public that they were looking at so many different options and they just okay. obviously couldn't get them. They, they just couldn't get them. So that's it was true. like they had to, you know, that's, that's, that's the only thing I, I would like, agree. Listen, like, here's, here's the It's hard thing. to get past the end swan though, isn't it? Like, the problem is that one, like, that's brutal how bad that's been. It's it's the Guardian one because you can even tie this in to the previous award of the Sneakiest Cunt Award, which is Guardian's first tournament with Navi, where he actually played so fucking good. Okay. He was actually impressive at that tournament for like the first time in like three months. And then he just, you know, dropped off a cliff again. And then he so, goes, can it, I just check? We have signed the contract though. Yeah, yeah, it's all signed away. You've, you've, you've <laughs> guaranteed money. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. Yeah. He goes, all right. Yep. Well, <laughs> anyway. Chat's actually throwing a good one out there as well. The entire like follow-up C9 roster that they just had right at the end. I, was, I had an interesting so one for you. That, Mr. Gunnick, yeah. no, on. Go on. No, sorry. You go for it, Jason. I'll cut you off. That Cloud9 roster, that performance that they had in Copenhagen, was that where they played? The one with Kusta and Daps Blast, and Automatic yeah. and... Copenhagen. That was perhaps the most embarrassing to play display of professional it was, wasn't it? I had to cast every that single game they played, the... by the way. Every single one I casted. That's the only games I casted at Blast Copenhagen was Cloud9 I, games. The entire I, tournament I casted. And I don't I don't even fault Cloud9 for it. That is like <laughs> why would you like I mean, the... No, but, but you know, sometimes no, but like okay, so after the, after they won the major, right? And and they didn't get a fifth for like six yeah, months. You okay. can play organization for that one but this yeah. one was just like i'm looking at the players who obviously did not put any time or caring or okay, emotion into true. performing well and i was just like holy fuck this is the worst counter-strike <laughs> i've seen played at a professional tournament in a long time can i i read a headline recently along the lines of why it was a good thing that bernie sanders had a heart attack for his political campaign <laughs> and every time you start talking like this jason that's 
that, that, that just Moses is like the <laughs> spin doctor extraordinaire, isn't he? It's like he's unreal. I'll say this, by the way. I agree with Moses, but not in the way he agreed. <laughs> I do Moses. agree. If we're talking I about bad roster Moses, moves. but not in the way that he presented it. I... If, if we're talking about bad roster moves, it was an all-time law for the Cloud9 organization <laughs> yeah. that anywhere in some factory in China, a machine, a sewing machine started up and had to get a Cloud9 jersey and write the words Cooster and Sub Rosa on the back in 2019. They won a major in 2018. What the fuck is this? Like, who's next in this team? De Bears, is he coming back? Is he, is he going to give him a crack? What the fuck is this? Like, that was an all-time law. Like, let's be real. And I'm not that talking about... That really encapsulated. Time. Yeah, that was, that was, that was the end. That, that's a good shout. That was the end. Just uh, at that point in time, just turn the fucking lights off on the dude, way out and would... left out the door. I want to see I want to see De Bears play professionally again, but only because when we did that show match in Chicago, I think I felt so bad. But Bears went like one in nineteen or something like that. And I yeah. thought that had a bad one. That would that would hurt me. <laughs> that would hurt me deep down. In the <laughs> oh, he's even from Chicago as well. That's yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm finally here where Michael Jordan played. Let's just prove all these guys wrong. I can play CSGO. Oh, bloody hell, I'm on a bottle. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm choking. Bloody I'm on a bottle. <laughs> That's so Especially because I, I imagine he's probably in the similar boat to battle. He probably plays CS still as well, right? Probably, you know, yeah. sometimes I wonder for those show matches. I actually think that's why people like Bardolf get wrecked because they're actually playing the games, the pressure they put on themselves. No, that's the whole like, thing. Yeah, yeah but like, the reason why like Sadek is half decent is he doesn't give a fuck. He, he knows he doesn't even play the game, does he? Wait, what show match did you see Seneca said where he was half decent? Just one he keeps telling me some story about from years ago. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually watch, watch the match. Really. I'm normally asleep oh, waiting until the end to get up for the horse. Yeah. Fair enough. Best show match of the year. Next award. I will say, if you want to, if you want to do a double back to the sneaky move, that is a sneaky one. That Starladder did literally tell everyone there was a show match and then just not hold a show match whatsoever. Like, it's got to be sneaky right there. The fuck? I think I uh, pieced out at that point. Is that a, is that it was a major? supposed to be one yeah. on the last day, yeah, and then they just cancelled it because I guess the scheduling issues or whatever the fuck. Some bullshit. No, I mean, listen, I'm all I'm all about trashing on TOs at times, but I know. One of the difficulties in something like that is they, I would imagine the way that they had that set up was players agreed to do it and then pulled out when they lost or something at a certain point, and then they just couldn't find people to replace them. I, that, I don't know if that's actually the case, but I know from being be involved in show matches, from being involved in show matches, that's most Man, of the issues. Why do pro players pull out more than fucking dads in the 70s? What the fuck <laughs> is this shit? It's not rages. Why you all just, it's the way they all have the goal to be like, I should get paid $19,000 a day and do no media. And then like, oh, I've gone out of the tournament. Well, fuck all my fans. I'm off home. See ya. Like, all right, saying that, this? Duncan, do you think the fans give a shit to defend the show match or not? What are your thoughts on the show matches? Definitely general? not. Oh, I Definitely don't think the actual match so maybe... is that big a deal. Okay. I don't think the actual match is that big a deal. Right. But it is It is like the public shows no, afterwards, you're, you're, you're signing stands. some autographs, you're shaking hands. The you're yeah, yeah. It's also PR exercise, isn't it? Like the match itself obviously doesn't really matter that much. As far as I'm aware, most of them are sponsored anyway. There's always some sort of compensation or a like processor or something. So it's I not just like want to say, end. if we are going to have show matches, can they be best of twos, Henry? Am I right? Can you... And you, that's, you raise a very good point. Maybe we can talk about that, perhaps. If it's not that big a deal. Then the ECS show match this year, we did have two... It was a best of two, right? I said to them before we went into it. No, okay, it was originally what did it, like, best of what three. 
It's originally best of three, and we said, oh, that's insane. Let's just do one map, right? So we'll split the difference and do best, a best of two. I said, fine. And it was like Bardolf and Dan playing the usual suspects. I said, so well, there's no overtime, so it can be a draw. Like, yeah, it can be a draw. But it won't, obviously, that won't happen. First map ends 16 14. I said, well, here we go. Um, at least it was a close game, no overtimes will make it. And then the second map, 16 14 in the other direction, it meant the entire show match was completely null and void. It was a draw, no way to decide it. We just go, well, that's the end. Complete draw, complete disaster. I, I believe the closing <laughs> words, Henry, that you used was something like and nobody has won yeah. <laughs> and no, everyone leaves a loser that was the show match i hope you enjoyed it basically no the only outcome we didn't want henry was right as usual but there we go all right what about this then on the other side and this one's actually harder because you have to really think back this year obviously we did worst what's the best roster move of 2019 this one's tough i think because there's a few you can go with it we've already mentioned some teams in the show that i think obviously would be candidates because of how many teams they finished strong etc so who are we thinking of I like top right Dennis Lowe to nrg there's one, EG, one tournaments after that yep. oh, yeah there yep. you go like, top four the major like, it's pretty big yeah golden to fanatic there's another good one Golden to Fnatic. They also won tournaments, yep. finished top finals, etc. These are two massive ones. I think. I think that uh, this one's tough. I just because I, they haven't had the results to back it up, but they're just so much more fun to watch. Is is Nexon Hunter joining G two? I think that's such a. I think that's a really cool, really yeah. cool lineup. I hope it works out next. I don't know if you caught that recent work. Is it sketchy out there, Jason? It's, yeah. it's very rough. It's, I, I was saying this like at towards the end, it's like this G2 team is so much fun to watch, but they don't actually accomplish anything. But you always leave the game feeling positive, except for apparently this, this final one that you saw out in Malta. Didn't they win that event? Uh, they won it, dude, but it like wasn't, it was a hollow victory it again. It was like one of those ones you just like, you, you, it was like an okay final, but like the Look whole who they beat was as like, well. exactly. yeah, like it was like the, the games were they lost close games. Games? Um, the final was like pretty <clears> comprehensive. <throat> They, yeah, but like, it was pretty good. Like the thing is, before they'd lost Summit with the coach and everything to Mouse Sports, like you could, they were carrying that around. Uh, still, right, they were yeah. playing so like cagey and scared most of the tournament. So they weren't playing the exciting CS we knew and loved before. They like, a very different team, like very slow, tentative. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm definitely with you. When they're on, they look lights out. They're, they're crazy. They're a really cool team to watch. But um, I don't know. They need a lot of work to do still. I will say, like, that's one part you can't ignore. It's like that Summit final. Like, if you believe in this G2 team, what more do you need to happen? Carrigan leaves after map one. The IGL, that's like the genius IGL of the team. The coach comes in, who hasn't played since fucking Sauce in the beginning of CSGO. And he doesn't even know, like, spots on the map. And you stand in. And you still lose. Like, at that point in time, yeah, you're literally... Like, you know that joke people used to make back in the day, like, where they were like, never give up in a game, because for all you know, they could all have a heart attack suddenly, and then all of us, you know, you'd just win by default. It's like, you, G2 would still find a way to lose. They'd get the guy be going, oh, bloody hell, and you'd just scroll over the keyboard and headshot them all, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Kenny S, like, oh, is that good? I mean, uh, the holy blood. Uh, so, sorry, English now, English. Like, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, yeah. can we just talk about that? What the fuck must those comms be like? You have got three of the harshest French accents speaking English to fucking Serbian speaking English. Like, holy moly, those comms must be wild. Like, I can't even imagine it. I bet half the time they're like, no, no, in English. In English, my friend. Like, see, it was English. What are you, what are you talking about? Like, oh, my God, he was talking English the whole time. Wait a minute. You've been talking English the whole time I've known you. Why was the bloody translator here? Like, fucking... 
Whatever, God bless them. I agree, though. If they play DOS 2, they can actually beat anyone in the world. It's mental. Their data goes pretty they sick as can. well, but it's, it's pretty up and down. Um, I want, one thing I wanted to throw in that, like, just to get your guys' thoughts on it, not necessarily up for the award. What about OG and their showing at the end of the year? Are you guys excited about that particular it's roster? Got some potential. A lot of money being thrown around, a lot of, a lot of careers on the line. Like it's kind of right. I think it'll end up being a good starting point for some of these players. I don't think it's the lineup that we'll see them with no, at no. the end of next year no, or even in six months. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, you'll have to see how these pieces work together and see who's valuable to stay and everything. But I think it's obviously cool. I think Valdi still has not had a proper chance in his career for how good he is. Um, same with Alexi to a degree. I think obviously he's got way more to show uh, and became a big fan of, but I guess it's like it's it kind of feels like his last run. Like if this doesn't, does, doesn't up for MBK, yeah, what does he do from here? Because the French teams obviously aren't looking for him. I think the only thing that he'd have left to do would be to go to North America and try and make a team. But you know this this has got to be a this has got to be a victory for him. Uh, can I, I? I would love to try and 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 just Moses this topic a little bit and and just what maybe... the fuck. Maybe fit in, maybe explain how it's actually a great thing that they got rid of LXCB for ENS, like how that could be a positive. Because it, because even though the results haven't been there, they've got a ton of PR out of it. Like every every time anything happens, they've just got you know free people talk about ENS all the time. Here's why Chernobyl was a good thing for the Soviet Union. There's a lot of PR. Everyone around the world was watching yeah. them. All eyes were on the event. And Jesus you never forget that name, do you? You'll never forget Chernobyl. <laughs> I, think that, I think that works real well. So, Some would say the PR in many ways, Agnes, is destroying the morale of the players in ends. So I'm not really sure why that's a good thing, actually. Also, can we just say right now, listen, I love to bag on people when they say stupid stuff, just like everyone else. But can everyone just let that aerial quote from the interview go? He obviously was yeah. just speaking in a second language. He's not someone who's super comfortable in interviews. He's pretty new to the scene. He wasn't literally telling you that he likes to lose and have fun doing it. Like, he just misspoke when he said that. Like, people are, people are going, like, listen, we can meme with it, but people are going too far on that one. Like, they obviously didn't really do the move, think they were going to get worse. Like, let's not be silly. Yeah. Yeah. Seems, seems like a rational position. I'll take some responsibility for that one. I might have jumped the gun one morning. When you I did do up. a pre you did do like a Henry yeah, well, I went finally, in there. Alex uh, finally Ariel say in. something. <laughs> what a piece of shit. This dumb motherfucker. Yeah, I messaged him. I feel like that shouldn't be called Henry G. I think that's not. I, was, that. I did message him and I said, wow. "That's my bad." Um, oh, I wait a minute! Wait a minute! Listen, remember, I always have a rule with roster moves that you don't judge both sides of it like together. <clears throat> what technically the first roster move was to remove the person, and then another roster move was to add them. So you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it: best roster move of the year, kicking that cunt Zeus out into the retirement home. Pretty much done with him, and the way he left at Blast Moscow. Oh. Beautiful. But the thing is, like, it's didn't not he, like he's, the, the team's out. like had a massive upswing since he left. They've actually maintained this similar sort of trajectory. Yeah. Oh, what you mean is without him, nothing changed. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, Henry. Yeah, he's brilliant. That guy, integral to it. Yeah, exactly. No. What was he doing? Apart from just getting paid loads of money and going, I respect someone, that. Go write my book, will you? Someone go write a book for me. Right? Yeah. Um, oh, so here's my book. It's all my stories in. Oh, never happened to me. Whatever. It's on the sale now. It's going out like that. <laughs> like, and then just fucking collect. Literally, he literally walked away from the scene dressed in black and white fucking striped clothes with a massive sack of money, just on like <laughs> all the fans' dreams written on the side of it, and Simple's missing majors and just fucking popped out the window. Want to get like, listen, if it was a heist movie, God bless him, he got away with it all. It's fucking amazing. But in terms of real life, it was pretty fucked up. 
Henry's Henry's got Zeus's most iconic call in all of CSGO. Oh, there we go. Yes, there we go. More backstabbing, just what we needed. Getting at that point. I'm just, I just, I want, I'm not trying to backstab. I just want to set up you to tell the story of what happened in the elevator not, after that. Not so much a story per se. Um, this is from 2018 as well. We're going back to the archives. Here, we were okay. at some star ladder in Ukraine, right, in 2018. And we're having one of those big, I think it was a quarterfinal, if I'm not mistaken. Like, Navi were a bit all over the shop. It was on Mirage. I can't recall who they're playing against but Zeus was having a stinker like a real historical monumental stinker of a game like zero and like shy of just 20 something like that so Mirage just they just needed one round they were like in the lead by a considerable margin they just needed him to just do something that was the whole idea the whole sentiment behind the play and he managed to get two kills to CZ to get two kills in the second half which was like his only contribution which won them the game I think and I made this immortal call of Finally, Zeus does something, and I really kind of sent it in terms of the the call itself, and they kind of stuck. A lot of people when I came off said, "Are oh, you sure you meant to say that?" Was a bit How did that go down, though? Um, well, we went in the lift on the way back to the hotel. And of course, I, mean, I didn't realize how bad it was received. In terms of, I didn't think it was that bad. I was, I was like, oh, you know what? Well, he's having a bad game. We get in the lift, and of course, it, <laughs> Zeus walks in with me. I think it's just me and him. The doors close, and it's, it's an atmosphere. And, uh, <laughs> He goes, but he, 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 goes, the he, he goes, I just wanted to say, like, I, I love you as a caster. Like, you're really great. Oh, like, oh, this must have hurt you so much when you were saying this, Henry. It's no, like some Kirby like, oh, enthusiasm music. Mate, I'm actually, I'm sweating now thinking about it. I'm actually, like, getting the, the only same way this scene would get better, by the way, is like, he says to Henry, he goes, by the way, Henry, uh, oh, I, I know you've never heard me speak English, but actually, I'm very fluent in it. And uh, I love you as a caster. Um, I always, I always <laughs> respected the way you have the back of the in-game leaders. Like, you know, you'll just be there in the heart. You know what it was like in Source. And then he turns and he goes, oh, sorry, I'm just getting a call. And then they go, Henry G does something. He goes, excuse me. <laughs> so I'm sweating. And of course, the, the elevator stopped at every single floor. Like, <laughs> just... Yours is like 17th floor, so, but I'm sure. So you're from Kiev, or you just get to stay in the tournament? Or... <laughs> By the way, Henry, let me ask your permission for this. Do you remember yeah. the story about a similar story in an elevator with me yeah. and Mertz? Oh Do you yeah, I tell that story. I, I, dude, that's more embarrassing for you than it is it's, me. I think. So I'll tell it right because Henry doesn't mind, right? I, I think it was even at the same event. This is when Mertz was on North. Mertz dead now, of course. You know, remember that guy Mertz when he yes. used to play back in the day, yeah. way back in the day. Yeah, dead now, of course. But sadly, obviously, he's not right. This is a brilliant story because in this story. We're, we're all assholes except Mertz. So Henry G's an asshole. I'm an asshole, right? Obviously, I was one of the people who thought Mertz wasn't that good in North. Like, I thought it was an all pre he was overrated. He was too streaky. He was basically like, kind of like Drake, and you know, like he had some highlight shots, but generally you couldn't rely on him. And this was a tournament where he was really like going all out. He was trying to prove himself. And he had like one good game. I can't remember who it was against, but he had one match that was really good. And when we get in the elevator, right, Henry doesn't know that I've just been wrecking him the whole time. And that he's and that me and him have been going back and forth on Twitter, like I've just been saying all the shit to him, like, you know, you garbage or whatever. Like, and so when we're in the elevator, right? Wait, it's me, Henry, someone else. Like Mertz and like the manager of fucking North. Again, like, get on the I know exactly. You should, I think you should just take the stairs, Henry. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> not a problem. So like Henry does the classic move that you never do, by the way, which is if you don't know the situation, you don't just start like saying stuff. So he just goes, Well played today to Mertz. And then Mertz just goes, Not sure Thorin would think that. And then Henry goes, Ooh. and then Henry goes, Are you ready for this, Moses? Henry goes, 
why? What's uh, what have you said? It was more jovial than that. I was trying to do the situation. I didn't look at him and go, why did you say that, Duncan? I laughed and said, oh, <laughs> something happened. What did you say? Do yeah, I make know. light of the situation? Duncan, Not trying with, to throw him under the bus. Considering Henry's like behavior... Considering his behavior in this podcast, he's really been he's really been trying to get you out and do a couple of things. I, I think this is all. <laughs> One thing I've learned about Duncan is like anything I kind of request or say he should do, he normally does do it. I don't know why. Maybe what, he you didn't, some you didn't sort of that I Jeez. don't know, man. It just feels like they just kind of Duncan will do whatever I say. For the problem is Henry's sort of like the bad boy in the group, and I just want to like prove myself to the gang. Like, come on, come on, just run out and knock on the old man Smithers door. We all did it, and then I go and knock, and he's got a shotgun. <laughs> I can oh, think. I can think of at least five different examples of Duncan doing exactly that. At least. Yeah. Well, sadly, yeah, we right? can't even tell some of the stories. No, we absolutely can't. Have occasions where people say it's a bad like idea, that. he'll convince himself it's a good idea. So, no, Duncan, remember we always say to do things. We're saying don't do it this time, and he still does it anyway. So, it's because <laughs> I do a Moses. I go now. Here's why me tweeting that and possibly in my whole career was a good thing, actually, because <laughs> we all learned not to say that. <laughs> right. What was this award again? Best team or something? Best, best, best roster move. Right. I think well, what, what, who we're won? We're still on that. Who won that in the end? <laughs> I think Stanislaw TG might Stanislaw, be the best overall. That's a good one. Oh. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, in terms win. of like, it made the most sense. They got some good results from it. All came together quite nicely. Job done. Let's move I on. Would, right. I would. Oh, hold yeah. on. Late entry here. Yeah. This is one that we didn't even talk about, which okay, we don't have to because we haven't talked about any of them really, but Boomich to Navi. I guess that did happen. Okay. Cool. Did. Moving on. Next yes. award. <laughs> That's all cleared up. <laughs> Sorry, we got that out of the way. Now we've talked about it. What is the next topic? Carrigan's and Mouse is coming up big in the chat. A lot of people. Speaking of which, by the way, there is a video, and it's not a joke. You can go look at it on YouTube that Boomich did when he was in Windstrike, where he just sings like Last Christmas yeah. by Wham. What and the... his voice is the voice of an angel. It's what actually ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's actually Sam, pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Can you sure, play it? Sure. Yeah. Surely no way. Uh, we'll probably get copies right struck, but I'll take it out of the VOD. It's fine. Yeah, there you go. Just yeah, remember to do that. I want to enjoy it. I haven't seen this, so let's uh, get some live reactions. Like, you, like you'll think at first he's lip singing, but he isn't. He's actually singing it, and he's doing a good job. What? Sort of like a a Russian George Michael. Why? I'm just like, <laughs> why does? <laughs> Why I don't know why that's funny. It's just the guy who sang the song. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> why does Simple have those videos of him like singing like some kind of like romantic like song? It's like, creepy as well, isn't it? Why, right, why well, I've noticed, by the way. Guys. Anyway, let's do. Let's watch this video. Can we do like three, two, yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Start on zero. Which is two minutes, by the way. Ready? We go. Three, two, one, go. Amaral. Oh, it is last Christmas. Legit. This is okay. great. Good production quality so far. I'm enjoying this. Soundproof booth. booth, Christmas oh LED. Good start. Windstrike dead now, of course. Promoting the the team, this is good. Oh, shit. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I mean, the other guy is shit. No. You know, Boomich is good. That, that, that's actually his voice. Yeah, like some he's fucking Don't know why the other guy's in the video. Well, you guys garbage. He's like, yeah. yes, and then I kill all of you. Like, fucking hell, get him out. Boomich is doing the job. Nah. <laughs> This is so mental. Yo, we have to make a bet where the winner or the loser has to hire Boomich to like sing a song at a date night or something. Think about that. Hey, if you keep singing like that, you can do a lot more. 
This is this was the voice and Boomich came on singing that hard spin march chair, right? Bang that button. Whatever they were singing. I don't know what they were doing that joke. Golden buzzer. Go to the convey. Right, Boomich is on my team. He's on my team. What's you, Boomich? Bloody hell, it's the voice of an angel. I'm walking in the right there, I think. That's cool, though. Hold up, though. Hold up, though. I've got to say that that in terms of, of singing, like we have someone on the, on the podcast right here that has an amazing history Jason, of, of this kind of thing. Well, Henry, I was actually thinking uh, of, okay. of oh, the university days. Is, coming. Yeah. is there a video well, of Henry singing? There, 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 there are, are videos. There are some on. real, real good videos of, uh, of Henry doing not just singing, but I think even sort of musical Broadway level production, I would, I would say. <laughs> uh, I think so there was a cool. call earlier saying, we're not, we're not backstabbing anymore tonight. I think well, Jason said that, but it seems like we are doing that. And it was your turn. Got a checklist. It's always, it's, always, it's always the backstabber fact, who says that kind of thing, isn't it? Of course. Fact, yeah. The phrase, anything you can do, I can do better comes yeah. out. Oh, you know, yeah. Anders was that guy back in the day, Jason, who played like Command and Conquer. He was like, we're all agreeing not to use nukes, right? And then you're just playing the game. It's like, did nuclear launch has been detected. Like, what the fuck? You look over, he's like, you need to throw a Tesla coil or something. Wow. You know, Command and Conquer, they ruined the game. Disavow. That was a legit rule. You had to say to everyone, no super weapons. But as you should generally, to be honest. So there is that. Yeah, anyway. like uh, like the rule that we wouldn't burrow into a corner in Worms, Worms Pro League. Jason, okay. I don't want to talk about Worms Pro League today. We talked All about right. this before the show. Yeah. We mentioned <laughs> it's a rough rough year. We 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 had a pro league still not over pro league of the video games Worms. Um Jason was the best player. I think he wants me to say that much at least. Um, but there was our six people, there's a spreadsheet, a scoreboard and everything. We played Worms competitively as 30 year old men for about six weeks straight. So that did happen. Um, I don't think we made any content around it. I've still got the leaderboard somewhere. Let me find that. I'll post that. It legitimately, it legitimately ruined a relationship. Where's Chad when you need him? Yeah, we even had a commissioner as well. Somebody who wasn't involved in the league. He was the commissioner. He would like, if there was any sort of debates or kind of rules that were broken which happened a lot to be honest with yeah. you yeah that we sometimes had to bring it like Vince McMahon he'd just getting in tonight you're gonna play him in a cell <laughs> and lose it it's casting <laughs> what the fuck no it's like <laughs> how many more awards we got Duncan there's only you a know? couple more so okay. here's one we're gonna move to now and this is an incredibly open-ended one so you can go anywhere with this and I think Anders should start because this is just yeah. what was your biggest disappointment of 2019 Oh, I, can I do the, only the, the the second half of the year again? Is, is that allowed? Okay. Can, I, can I do that? Just uh, not a disappointment to just not work any events for the first fucking six months of the year when you're the <laughs> only job in the entire world as a professional <laughs> video game commentator. Is that not a big? Is that a disappointment? Yeah, yeah, that's actually not bad. That that actually could probably qualify. That was disappointing. Um, mm, the biggest disappointment uh, can be any angle see. on this one. We can go anywhere. Yeah, on I've got I, one of the can if you like. Do you? I'll probably think of something more, something more, there's probably a more fun answer to this one, but honestly, like the, the finals of the Star Ladder Major, because of like how it was oh, all built up, true. like what, what could have happened and like how it could have all played out and like having all those cool teams on the lower part where, you know, Astralis make their way through, like it could have been this, this epic, like even the matches that came before that, the, the one where EG ended up playing, I guess Astralis, or was, uh, yeah, it was, was NRG at the time, but the NRG, yeah, yeah, but NRG. semis, yeah, I was, amazing I match. Was, I was hyped. I actually thought maybe NRG would even win that. Like I was so sure, I was so on board that train. I was like, this is this is amazing, right? And then what you end up with is just something that was just so far removed from that. So I thought that was that was a real shame. Um yeah. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll pick that one. So Anders Bloom says, biggest disappointment of the year, Avangar making the major final because fuck the CIS region. I believe that was paraphrased, <laughs> basically <laughs> word for word. So if anyone out there understands very limited English, but a lot of Russian, you know what the message Anders Bloom. And <laughs> I would just suggest, Anders, don't press that translate tweet button. Just don't press it. Don't even think about pressing that. Don't even type it up in the box. Um, I would say my... I have to say I was super disappointed probably because I took so much part in, in trying to like, you know, tell this story. I, I thought the liquid Astralis rivalry in terms of a head to head matchup was super boring. This as cool as it should have been with their own individual stories. I feel like there weren't actually enough series that lived up to the hype to make it a great rivalry. I feel like it was either Astralis blowing liquid out of the water and then liquid blowing Astralis out of the water. And then, and then Astralis going back to just dumpstering, liquid i thought that was very underwhelming of how cool that could have been throughout the year to keep track of both of those teams that was just a bit weak in my mind all right you guys are going for quite grandiose uh, approaches here i'm gonna go with something off the top of my head something i've i've been kind of dunking on them all year uh i feel like north for me is the organization their cs team in general like it's been a really fucking underwhelming project like they sure. want to dream out open yeah. recently right <laughs> Um, but like, you have to remember these guys are backed by FC Copenhagen, like the biggest football team in the entire country. There's so much prestige around them, there's so much investment and roster changes. And I don't know, man. Like this, I'm just, I'm getting frustrated. I'm not even sure what the players are feeling like. I'm no disrespect to the players. Like, keep it up, I suppose. Keep trying. But it just feels like as an organization, a project, this has been so disappointing. Especially because I don't even like, I don't know. <laughs> You outside of even the games, like what, like what is what is North's or FC Copenhagen's involvement? You think they'd have some cool like marketing idea or some cool content well, ideas that they could make with the players, and you don't even see that coming out of the North camp either. Yeah, here's, right. Here's why they can even really do that because you guys keep saying you know FC Copenhagen, but the other the other co-investor in that project is just something called Nordic Film, and they right. so what it means is they have all the distribution channels in like all of the Scandinavian countries. So like any yeah anything they want, they can put out in like just you know millions. Have they ever made anything? instantly? No, that's that's what like, <laughs> you know. You have the the one part that's going to facilitate like the stadium and all the cool practice facilities and the sports angle. Then you have Crossover. the other partner. Yeah, you have the other partner that could do all the content and all the media distribution of it, and they just don't do anything. I mean, it's completely confusing. Bring out a documentary on MSL's time there. Do I not like that? The MSL story, <laughs> <laughs> reference to 1994, Graham Taylor climb there that no one else will get. But that's a classic of the show to reference things that nobody was alive for. Uh, what was your angle going to be, Moses? The biggest disappointment in the year? No, I said the liquid is raw. Oh, yeah, that was right. Oh, yeah. but is it as a disappointment or is it actually like, a, is it a positive thing after all? Like that's the, that's the Are angle. Are you trying to get in a whole thing where like Astralis ended up winning most, more often than not? Is no, I'm just saying game? that's now officially the Moses thing for all of 2020. Oh, I gotcha. That, that, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't. All right. Let me think, what would the biggest disappointment be? <laughs> I, I got no way to work with that one. I, I got nothing. It's fine. Don't I'll probably just that. say, like, the, the fact that the two teams of the year were Astralis and Team Liquid, and they only met once in the majors, and that was just in the quarterfinals one time, and then obviously one of them just went out. Like, that sucks. Like, if we have the two teams of the year, the dream is that it's like envious fanatics. You meet in the final of a major. Like, you know, you you that way you could build such hype for it. You could Like, you know what we were doing at the start of the major? All those tweets, yeah. like, get in here now. It's the match of the year. Like, you want that to be the final? Like, 
whether it's, whether it lives up to the hype or not, you like that's one of the problems with tournaments. Unfortunately, is you need a lot of luck to get the matches to happen at the right time. Whether it's still a blowout, whether one team wins doesn't matter. Right. But just to get the excitement truly at like fever, if they'd have met in the final of that Starlight of Berlin major, yeah, even if it's the same result, that would just that would have been such a moment in history, wouldn't it? I think everything to play for, the chance to get it all back. You can go to a different route with like the most most disappointing as well. I think it's like um, like one of the biggest disappointments and underwhelming things has been the fact that this is a little bit more of a serious subject, I guess. But the fact that the schedule hasn't been figured out in any way. Like we oh, still had what sure. when Bahrain when Bahrain was going on, there were five Counter Strike events, a, like three, kind of a three professional three professional events and like two amateur events going on on the same weekend. And then there was still Epicenter coming the following weekend. Like Put it this way. Tournament weekends where we're just cannibalizing our own viewership. To give people a sense. A disappointing thing. Right. If people read my article about talent, they might know that talent doesn't always know what events they're working. Even sometimes a month out, a month and a half out. It's worse. Some of the events aren't even booked at the beginning of the year. Like sometimes you can be seven months into a year and someone's still figuring out exactly what weekend they're going to have their event in November. Like that is crazy to me because if you look at like, like I'll give credit actually to other esports games. League of Legends does this. Like in theory, you know the dates of the splits and you know when the world should be. And you even know what country it'll be in. And you, you have some of the details fleshed out because I have to say, if I was a fan even like, like there's, there's people who are 16 who probably have to convince their mom to take them to the event, like book out a whole trip, fly there. Like you want yeah. a, you want a lot of time to build into that. You want to save up for it. You want to be able to tell them, book the tickets now. You don't really have to tell them like a month out, like, oh yeah, it turns out it's in this country now and we have to go like that. That's just no way to do with sport, you know. Wait, there's still, there's shit in February coming up that, that, I don't even know what's happening with it, that the details aren't <laughs> even fucking figured out. Like, I'm just sitting, I'm having all these conversations and it's like, can you can you sign this? And I'm like, sure. Where's it gonna be? Don't know yet. Great. Um, I'm not gonna sign that right now. I'll we'll figure it out in like a week or so. But it's it's weird. It's weird how things like just I buy power San Quentin. <laughs> Finally sorted the security out. No one gets in, no one gets out. <laughs> Lock the door. <laughs> oh man. Shout out to Richard. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Somebody um, in the chat mentioned Vertigo as a disappointment. I thought that was a disappointment life. Not bad. I don't Let's know. Be I real. Even, in the pool. Like, even, like, this is the problem with Vertigo. It's not like all the games were boring. There were some really exciting games. But yeah. even when they were exciting, they were exciting in a way where it was like one team went to one site like 15 times in a row. And then can the other one yeah. do that? So that felt that that it's, was kind of wild. It's understandable it's, though, I guess, because it's changing every fucking week. No teams want to really dedicate a massive amount of time to where it becomes specialists on the map because they have no idea, no information for fuck's sake, what's gonna happen in the map in what a couple of weeks? We have no I'll, idea. Like it's a not, dark art at this point. I'll be honest as well. I think I might be just just from a casting point of view biased against that map because half the time you're just you know there are all these smokes down on the A bomb site and people are just shooting through them and you're trying to like oh he's well he's planting the bomb on the side of the smoke and it might be you know somebody might be oh there's a lot of kills. bullshit just, spraying like, through what, the, that wood as well. Right? It's just yeah. like you're just randomly hoping to kill someone on a key round. No idea. You've no idea like who. Who just got the kills and like the, the observers are like trying to <laughs> mentally try to switch. You know what? Out. I'll throw something else in there. One thing that is a big disappointment of this year is I feel like we went backwards in terms of like Valve interacting with the actual pro scene, yeah. not the community. Uh... Obviously, they have the Twitter account, they do the blogs, they do all that and all right. But I can tell you behind the scenes, I don't know anyone who's contacting Valve and having back and forth on the guns or the maps or whatever. It's weird, isn't it? They, they originally said, like, I think it was the end of last year, they said, oh, we've, we've reintroduced the beta client now. So when we have significant updates, we're going to drop them in this beta client. 
they've just completely forgot about that. Everything just gets dropped in now as the tournament's live, midway through on a Wednesday, just drop it in there and hope for the best, really. That's the approach we're going with now. Surely, surely there can be a way. This is what I wish Valve would serve you. I think I mentioned this to you, Duncan, and you, Anders, in, in China. I, I wish they would just take the casual game mode that they have, and when they make an update, it goes to the casual game mode, and then they can they can, they can <coughs> apply those updates if they work out to the competitive one, which is theoretically what the professional scene would be but it is mental that there is like a professional scene that has to essentially play test for a million for millions of dollars throughout the year new player skins new map changes new gun mechanics well, if you remember mechanics. they actually How updated vertigo just before that major that was the first <laughs> event that used the rework because that's what Astralis obviously picked against team liquid wasn't it I, it's, can't they get their data for like four months in the casual game mode with with the people who are playing matchmaking and then and then be able to take that and extrapolate whatever changes? Maybe they say this was too much. We'll scale it back when we add it into the competitive aspect of it. It's it's wild. It's crazy to think about. Like and that's 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 got to be so discombobulating if you're a pro player. Right, we've got one last topic. So let's do this last one. And then what we'll do is there's like the patrons can ask questions. That I've got a bunch over here. So we'll just run through those at the end. So the last question, topic, to be fair, this might have already been done in disappointment, but there's a different angle we can go with. What or who was the biggest joke of 2019? So you can go anywhere with this one. You can Fuck keep me. a PG. You can get naughty with it. Who was the biggest joke of 2019? Or what was the biggest Bloody joke? Hell. Anders? No, easy one last year, but you know, for this. Oh, sorry. Meant, <laughs> oh, my mistake. Wow. Oh, oh God. That's oh no, what have I done now? Like, there we go. There we go. It's a little bit rough for the end. <laughs> Listen, I, somebody else go first. I can't even remember half the year, so constantly, I know, yeah. <laughs> my year started in July. I just gotta uh, biggest joke of the year. We Where were you going with this, Duncan? Like, well, you must have had I can't remember what this was last year. We had something like this. I would yeah, just say, did. like, if you just, want, if you just want it for banter, you can obviously go back to the Blastralis thing. Because I didn't make that up, but whoever came up with the term Blastralis... Okay, yeah, that's the fact. It really it. stuck on, didn't that it? really did, didn't it? Like, you could tell the players didn't like that one either. No, like, they that, didn't that was, enjoy it. That one stuck a little bit too hard. What about any classic like camera moments? The players like it must have been something like stupid that happened. Yeah, what was a good what was a good banter type moment? <laughs> there's always yeah. there's always some great. There's got to be something that's up there. We need like next year we need some like proper nomination videos and stuff just properly because we're not very prepared right now. What about the the Jane thing? Was a was a pretty saving? That was a joke. That was a joke. There was suddenly an element of humor involved in that. So, yep. I'm trying to jog the drain of juices. No, that's good. That is working for me. So we've got Jane. That's a good one. That's a solid start. Oh, G2 not being able to find the bomb at the major. Oh, that's a good one. That's great. Okay. That's a good one. Okay, the blunder of the year. What about one of the creators of Counter-Strike getting arrested? Is that too, too dark? I think it was last year, technically. I think it was. Okay. Was he that's, acquitted that's, as well? I believe he was actually. Let's move along. I mean, <laughs> Ross just bother throwing that in or anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, just want to make sure. Anyway, fuck him. And I'm the horse he rode it on. <laughs> you know, he only created the whole bloody game that our careers rely on. But you know what? I don't care about the justice system myself. <laughs> I am the law, says Jesse Mozartel, and I find him guilty. I don't vote, so it doesn't matter. That's yeah, good. what angle would go with biggest joke of the year? There's some good ones there. I think like the 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 bomb that Laron Yuk was a good one. Um, we've done transfers already. There would be some funny ones. 
um, events we've covered, whilst the event would be in there as well. So it really does come down to the, the humorous moments of the year. You know, that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. What about the... Uh... Oh, I've got one. I've got a brilliant one right here. Okay. How about when um, someone told Chad not to sleep on cloud night? <laughs> <laughs> At least for me okay, personally, that was, that was one that of was, my favourite moments. That was a good one. Yeah. That two week, but oh, it, it, it kept going back to that well over and over again, over and over. Oh, and the, the stealing of opinions as well. Stealing opinions. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Basically, every interaction between Chad and Reddit, exactly. <laughs> that was the best joke of the year. That's I'd love the, the atmosphere at the beginning of each day when something would happen the night before. When it's like, right, I've mentioned this in the broadcast a few times, at least five times. Um, <laughs> We'll get through it and see how it goes. And it was always, it always kept me going towards the end of the year, you know. I loved, I loved one day coming in and Chad was just like, fuck it. I'm done with it. I'm going to lead a better lifestyle. I'm going to uninstall Twitter from my phone. And then a week later, I saw him make a tweet and it was like, you tweeted from like Twitter mobile application on, on an iPhone. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> he, he definitely <laughs> made sure that he just said he didn't remove the app, he just took it off his home screen. There is a, a very okay. important distinction there. I never had that. <laughs> it's not a very significant Some would say play, that distinction it's, uh, it's really like, isn't anything. Yeah, it's up like. Yeah, move the alcohol back in the cupboard, so no longer an alcohol. <laughs> yeah, brain. just just behind that unlocked door, it's fine. Fuck you know. Should we well, do the Patreon questions then? Yeah, let's do it. Because some of these are like fairly open. Like I will say as a warning, like our patrons are infamous for asking questions which would like require like a 30-minute video of their own. So don't feel obliged that you have to go super in-depth. Like we'll just do we don't if everyone doesn't have to answer all these, we can just do whoever comes up with an answer first. So first question this is from Bot Pounder420, who's a loyal <laughs> that's a real name. That's, that's he is that's a loyal customer of the Patreon. Bot Pounder gaming his, name. Okay. His question is. This is actually not a bad one. Which defunct esports tournament organizer or tournament series do you miss the most? So, who that for, for anyone who's not a native English speaker, which tournament series in the past or league that went out of business isn't around anymore? Do people miss the most? Like, what legend? In the same oh, way as EG came back to CS, what would what would people want to be in CS again? Or would, do they think of fondly? Henry must have a bunch. Games from the old school. I would. I would say uh, for me, I thought. What was it? Um, shit, it's I always mix this up now. What was Duck? What was the one that was taking place in Korea and then Chi or China and then Korea? WES, yeah. I was getting messed up with WESG or whatever it is. WEG is that was a super cool concept, and I thought they actually did a really, really good job for the, for the time that they were in. Um, in Counter Strike, they'd, they'd be a really fun people to come back and have like a month long LAN tournament on television, publicize. Um, especially with local and regional engagement inside of Korea for what, like two to three weeks. And then I think sure. the final was in China, like a, like a month after that, like that, that was a really cool thing to watch back in the day. Um, chat's got a good shout with the MLG major. I feel like that, that team behind that brought that one. They've just started a new company now as well, right? With esports engine, I think it's called. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Um, they, they, they're, they're starting a new company that that could be, uh, <coughs> something on the agenda going forward. The same team that brought you MLG. They did major, imply they wanted to do a CSF yeah. they could. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's not bad at all. It's not bad. No I, one going to say I, the CPL? No? No. I well, unfortunately, that. I, they, they, like, I, definitely the, the legacy of the tournament, but unfortunately, they can't come back. There's a, there's a black mark. I miss CPLs, but we think we have issues with payment with TOs now. CPL at least like they the do actually pay. Yeah, they <laughs> do get there eventually. Jesus, I'm still owed money from CPL from 2004. It's never gonna what happen. About, uh... <laughs> I think of this fight probably not. Yeah, I write that one off. What about E League? Where's, <laughs> they... where's it gone? 
They're not defunct. They just do Street Fighter. Tell you what I wish would come back. I wish that ESWC hadn't died. Like, it used to be cool, like, five years ago when ESWC used to be alive and do tournaments. Like, I think they could still do cool tournaments in France, you know? Like, it's a dance, shame they dance died. revolution on the stage. Sh all that shame they died. Yeah. I, I actually, that one. I, think yeah. That, I think there would be a really cool market Duncan, you, I don't know if you'll agree. I, I, unfortunately, it can't happen if our if our schedule and our scene for the professional scene doesn't calm down. But I do think the idea of some kind of like a country-based like tournament, like a WCG, okay. um, like they do, they, they're trying to do it now, but the organizer is, is terrible for it. Um, but I, but I think that would be really, really cool to see, like where it's like you can have if it like, was a know, real tournament, though, where everyone tried and you sent the best. Yeah. So like Sweden sends the best play, Swedish players. Yeah, but remember what they do back in the day, Duncan, where they like the WCG used to say like you can only have two players from each individual team or three players from each. Was was a WCG? No, or no, that's no. Right now. they didn't do it. Like by, but I think that's a rule you should do. If yeah, you want no, because here's the thing: it would be cool if it was like the World Cup. So the idea is Sweden yeah. goes, but they don't send Fnatic. They send Forest and fucking I don't know. Plopsky and then they send three Fnatic players and you make a team like that so it's like a national team That's cool, the problem yeah. is you have to make it like everyone has to want to send the best players it can't yeah. be like some of it's those ones happen, bad, we, we where you to... know they send half the shit players that you don't even care about it has to be the real players to make it work you know? I don't I don't think there's a team that ever did this but you know what would be cool to have in our scene and I, I think I guess E-League tried it um, a while back with their Clash for Cash like what if and, and unfortunately they did it at a timing when Virtus it was the Virtus Pro Astral stream match from the Atlanta major and VP was already like done at that point. But I don't understand why no one has done like any kind of like a tournament series where it was yeah. just like this is the biggest rivalry of these like two months. Let's just Mate. throw a million dollars, get these two teams in and yeah. like winner take all. And then you have a month of content Jason. and it's just like let's just bang out three weeks of content and then you have like one best of three. That's it. Why That's the we show. Got stuck one in this where we have to do six day events? So why why is that the formula now? Like there can just be one epic best yeah. of three. We can build the fuck out of that and have proper research going forward and actually have some resources and actually do a really good show about one game and just yeah. fucking give it the beans. But we've only done that once uh uh per my recollection, right? Did you guys cast that? Was, was it, it was, Pro? Yeah, it was the it was VP Astralis, it was Clash for Cash. It was I didn't it was watch out did it go down. Was it good? It was it was sick. No, because it was like a two months after it should have happened. The problem with something yeah. like that is it takes like four months to set it up, right? So by the time they come up with the idea and get the teams locked in, then the event doesn't happen for like two months down the calendar because the schedule's so full. And then fucking Taz gets his Mercedes delivered to him by the VP owner and all the other players <laughs> are pissed off and they all suck at playing with each other. Who would have just thought a car would actually <laughs> drive them to insanity? <laughs> That's how it went down. Yeah. I actually you heard about that. Like I was all fucking salty. I mean, listen, they they had a perfectly good horse and cart. To be fair, if ESL gave Jason a fucking brand new Merc, I'd be pissed as well. Would I'd you? Be, I'd be Dude, I'd be fuming. Yeah, I would to see you happy. No, just to see the look on your face yeah. driving around. Like I couldn't handle that. That'd be too much. <laughs> I, I'm, right, I'm okay. them. We'll move on to the next one because we've got a few. Because <laughs> yeah, it's gotten it's gotten real dark and shit's about to go down. Right. Okay. Also, and just I'll just mention because he also says like as a note to me like something about me not getting paid by the listen local Patreon. Like, I will say I did actually eventually get sent my share of that money, so don't worry about that, mate. Not there's no problem with any of that. That was all solved and sorted out. That's just some legal agent shit. Right. The next one is by Reykjavik on Steam. And he says, now that another decade is coming to the end, I will just point out, you are all wrong. The decade doesn't end until yes, the end of next year. Stop saying that. Although, to be fair, we all celebrate the millennium on the year 2000, so we're all idiots. But anyway, just point that out. Now that the decade is coming to the end, it's the 100th episode, what matches of the last decade do you feel have the biggest impact on CS? 
so like obviously again this is incredibly open so let's just pick a couple we don't have to do many like think of a really big classic match that always comes to mind or that you think was a big deal in cs back in the maybe we'll do one each and just don't go too ham on it uh i'm gonna go with uh I'm going to go with Astralis beating VP at the major finals. Definitely the moment in time where, where Moses started wondering if actually I did have some insight into the simulation after all. I think that was a, that was a big moment. That was a very cruel, I, cruel match. I feel like the, the Cloud9 phase E League major. That's, classic. That, that's, that's got to be like, in terms of what it did for the game, in terms of yeah, like yeah. North American audiences coming online and having a team to get behind, it was. I think that was <clears throat> most historic game. I remember being in the arena watching that. I thought, this is, this is yeah. hype as fuck, actually. This is legit. Wild. This is really cool. Um, so I guess that would be for me. I'll give you one. So this is not going to be like a final, but it was a major, right? It was for the last ever major, that Fnatic one was that ESL one Cologne 2015. And the match they had against Virtus Pro, because it not only spawned the moment afterwards where Taz told the crowd like to be stop booing Fnatic, etc. But that was a match where people forget. I always tell people that was a game that shows you like who the greatest teams ever are because that was a game where Fnatic was getting their ass handed to them for like one and a half maps. And if they lose that major, they would have won one major with that lineup. They wouldn't have like, like probably fucking envious wins that one. Like it could have changed all the history. Actually, it's like one of those moments you could like make a whole documentary about that fucking key moment where they took the time out and then they kid the big big comeback. So I think it was just everything combined. It's one of those key things. That's so what's so crazy to tie in again to the team liquid Astralis example I gave before, where if they'd have won that major, it would change the way you think of them completely now. Change the whole rivalry yeah. with them and Astralis. Like sometimes one match and even one or two rounds really can be like the moment your whole destiny hinges on. That's the crazy thing about esports. That was one of the few times we've seen the, the Virtus plow in full effect and then get and that gets straight up stopped. Got, got halted, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah when did that ever happen? Hard. The whole point is when you got plowed in that sense, it was over. No one, everyone got mentally yeah. broken. The game was over. Yeah, when they had that point, Take it was a quote and make it into a soundboard or something. We get plowed, it's over. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I would say, I mean, I, I, I've two, Here's here's the, the the answer is obviously for me it's going to be Liquid versus um, Luminosity at MLG Columbus. I think Classic. that was that was the one yeah. time I've never seen an arena get the energy sucked out of it so fucking fast. Like when when that Cold Zero thing went down, it was just like no one. There was just like it was silence in the arena. It was it was wild. But I do Library. I do want to say there was there's one series that like whenever anyone asks me any question like what is your, like your favorite csgo series that you've watched there's always one like i come back to which i don't even really remember it that well outside of like thinking what i was like i just remember the feeling of watching it and being like this is fucking incredible um and it was it was fanatic versus nip and at, at the mlgx games that series i think is one of one of the greatest series i've watched in csgo and i, I fucking love that series back in like the the heyday of swedish counter-strike that that's one that's worth going back and watching the vods of yeah, I will say, by the way, just as context for that, that one is the reason that probably wins usually is because it actually lives up to the billing where all three of the maps are amazing. Like the big problem with a lot of series is if the third map's just amazing, like that E-League one again, of, of Boston Major, really it was the third map that we all enjoyed. Yeah, like the third map was the yeah. goal. But the problem is the other two maps, like, yeah, they were good at times, but you know, it wasn't necessarily classic. It was, it was what it meant for CS going yeah, exactly. forward. Like, so like it felt like a change after that. Yes. And also, you though... mentioned Freiburg, yeah. Have you got any Freiburg memories we could bring up? I do. What about Olaf, Olaf Boost? Okay. This is good. Another defining moment in some that was sense. amazing. How about yeah. Freiburg single-handedly beating TSM, now yeah. Astralis on train at Cluj Napoca? <laughs> A big game, a big one. Everyone's still talking about to I mean, this day. 
we had a we had chat throw in one that's a very good call. Oh. Virtus Pro versus SK at the Epicenter Final in 2017. That was and all five. That was a good eight hour grand final, if I recall. That was yeah. That was yes. a fucking beautiful, beautiful series there. Anyway, let's move on to the next question. So the next question is, right, this one's one of the, like, jokey ones, so we can make this quick if you want. It goes, Jerky's Minion, long-time contributor to the Patreon, says, what is everyone's favorite hair product to use? Parentheses, not Moses, of course. <laughs> and then parentheses closed. So... <laughs> Henry must have one actually. Like the rest of us, just fucking wake up. Like I, I used to. My hair's much shorter than it used to be. I guess I can talk. Do you, do you want me to answer this properly? We're yeah, doing that. Go on, like, go on. <laughs> he's paid good money for this yeah, question. Male, good, male fashion <laughs> advice. Yeah, <come> <laughs> um, I have a very rigorous uh, routine facially. Jason's on board. I think you can see he's looking much better these days. Jason, you're part of the facial crew now, right? Not that one. The other one. What? <laughs> the... <laughs> not that little WhatsApp group. <laughs> not the not other one. With all those redacted pictures. <laughs> I would just recommend it's, it's all down to the individual person, but a sea salt spray and a hair dryer can go a long way. I'll say that much. Okay. Um, especially if you're getting older, my hair's not what it used to be. Definitely can buy you a few more years. So uh, that's a bit of a top tip for you. So, anyway, anyone else want to contribute? I've been excluded from this question from the get-go, so I got. Right, let's skip to the next one. The next one is this is just a fucking weird one, but fair play. Right, Mike Feed Me says, "What is the funniest or most unfortunate name you've come across?" I worked with a guy ten years ago whose name was Guy Pounder <laughs> and went to school with a guy called Richard Droop. <laughs> By the way, Guy Pounder. Why the fuck would your parents uh, do that to you? Why would they do that to you? Send your, why just go, you... you know what? I reckon he'll probably be captain of the football team. Probably oh, all why did you... What's that? He's hanging from a lamppost by his underwear. His name's Guy Pounder. You just send him to school like that. Pounder? Pounder? Is Guy Pounder there? Is, it... Is there a Guy Pounder in the back? You didn't even give him a chance, did you? Why did you, why did you say this was the worst question? This one's fucking amazing. Do you, does anyone have one? Anders must have one. No, because they're just all going to be Danish names, aren't they? They're not going to be there. Right, how about everywhere. this? Because you never addressed this. How come when we actually found out years later that in Danish, like your, your name is almost pronounced like anus? It's like anus or something. Like, <laughs> what is anus. that shit? Yeah, because you got to well, swallow the D. The, the, real, the, the real reason why. <laughs> is that his catchphrase? Is that his fucking. That's what he does every day. Right. His name is Anish, because you've got to swallow the D. What's well, this like Django and Chain or something? What, what, is, what is unfortunate is that because because my last name is is Bloom, so so Anders Bloom is literally a different flower in German. So whenever I go to Germany, people always look at me like, what is what what is his name? That's the that's the only unfortunate thing. Everything else is fine. It's all fine. Just as long as as long as it's not Germans, it's good. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really worked with anyone who's had a weird name. <coughs> Let me think. I definitely Let me nothing that can top Guy Pounder. Guy, they're probably angling for him to have a career in porn, weren't they? Just probably thought it was going to be kicking off, like making. Oh, this, this doesn't this doesn't quite work because it's not that ridiculous a name. But I will say, I never ever understand it. Every time I ever see the Renegades lineup, I always look, and when I see that JKS's real surname is Savage. I'm like, why is the alias JKS? Yeah, I agree. Him, Savage. Yeah, that's, that's a fucking wicked a name. Cool. Like, why have you made it some mad acronym that means nothing? Like, what's that? 
this this guy this guy hooligan in the chat says has a good point dj cunts that's oh <laughs> yes if anyone doesn't know prius one of the observers his real name is listen it's written the german way it's not written like the english but his real name is dj cunts and you can imagine what happens like i've said to him a million times like think about your parents it's just a bunch of cunts aren't they like i've said it about a thousand times and, you know, loads of time. like you can imagine what it's like when it would be people like that you know you're like that asshole that's gonna say like see you next year to to your to yeah. people in like two days you're like, see you next year. <laughs> um oh but we also we can go we can go backwards a little bit too All dj right. probably does have the best joke of the year which is him wearing a princess peach dress on stream for like 20 minutes i don't know i did rub a load of jelly on his belly this last what? few weeks oh <laughs> i haven't seen that video i heard it was oh, good Jason, I, I heard it. check that out that's yeah, my, that, some of my like finest it. work yeah your finest work Huh. Yeah, um, that that's uh, you can see why I'm a lesbian in that video. It's, we it's... were sitting, we were sitting at BTS, the first one this year, and DJ just go, DJ was just like something like, you know, if you guys get enough retweets, I'll like wear this dress on stream, and we're like, just all right, volunteers many... that himself. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, and we're just like, how I many do you want? Fucking it, I know. How, how many do you want? And he goes, I don't know, like like a, like five hundred or something like that. And we're just like, what the fuck, dude? Like we're gonna get that in like thirty yeah, seconds. It's like all right, one hundred. Oh, combined any i'll put it i'll put it i'll put this banana up my ass as well like fucking hell what's, why is he offering all this stuff up himself like the story's supposed to start like this so someone had a brilliant idea for a bet if we get enough retweets how many do we need before you put a dress on why is the story like him like all right guys um see this frilly like ballerina's outfit uh if you get any retweets i'll just start wearing it on stream it's like are you sure there's not someone, someone going on at home, son? What's going on? Like, what, the do, fuck? I, what is this? I do fucking love DJ, but I, I remember turning to him and I was just like, listen, you don't have to do this. You can, you can get, you have one out. Moses, I do have to do it. I really do need I was to like, do this. No Moses, don't, don't take this away from me, Moses. I need if to you say no that. and don't put the dress on, we'll all defend you. No one's going to get mad at you. Just, you know, you say yes or no right now. And he goes, no, I'll do it. And I was like, all right, well, I can't help you anymore. I've done my best. He's a good lad, though. He's good for the crack. He's one of those guys, pretty well. I'll just explain it to everyone. Anyone who's never met him, they've only seen him do the observing, and obviously you don't get the sense of his personality. He's just one of those guys where you know there's that person in every gang where they're just the bunt, they're the, the brunt of every joke. They're getting wrecked. They're getting teased, practical jokes. And you know what you do to offset the awkwardness that obviously that person is just going to be wrecked their whole life is you go, oh, he's a good sport. Tell you what. He gets us back just as good as what you tell you what he's gonna get me back so bad and he never does if he did you just destroy him so that's the sort of person he is and we love him we need people like him in the scene because without him what would our scene be anyway nothing not much really just a bunch of men wearing suits and not <laughs> dresses uh, he definitely broke down the social boundaries i think yeah exactly i think he should win an award or something <laughs> I'll just leave yeah. that for you, Anderson. We'll leave, leave, leave that one there. Just leave that one tasty hanging out there. For... <laughs> next question. The next question says, which CSGO talent people would be hilariously bad if forced into a very different role, e.g. caster to observer? You know, these sorts of ridiculous. can be anything ridiculous. So pick someone in CSGO talent and you have to do... Duncan to host, to... maybe? Could be. I think, I think it turned out pretty well. That's a bit too soon. Wasn't bad. I didn't actually see anything. I was doing another right. event. Just to be honest right. with you, I only saw that one moment. I thought you handled it like an absolute professional. Great I stuff. Think, I think Anders, Anders to a host would be the funniest. No, no, I, I've got the best one ever. I, I want to see Anders to host. Right, listen, listen. Here's the best role ever. I've just thought of it. Anders Bloom 
is the guy who hires the talent for events. Ooh. No one would ever get a fucking deal. <laughs> no one would ever get signed. Like he'd just be a, he'd be not answering emails. He'd just be like haggling the practice. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. Oh, well, I mean, we don't even get any good deals to begin with, so it's that's fine. true. That's you know, true. I I appreciate like this. This is a that's a good that's a good little comment because that's how things move in this industry, right? Like, you, first you're on the one side, then eventually you oh, eventually you, you, you get to fuck that. everyone from the other side. Yeah. Of course, yeah. So so in in like five years or something, that'll it. You know, people look back and they'll be like, could oh, be real. Yeah, could, could be it really happen. Um, no, I, I mean, just like I would like, I think hosting would be bad. I think the, the worst thing you could have me doing probably is, is like doing some sort of stage hosting or something, like you know, where I have to sort of like know where I'm standing or like hold a microphone and like, and like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Blast Copenhagen. I'd, I'd love to see that. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? It's not a good it's, idea. I will say as well, Trace going to stage host was way better than I expected, but he did have that episode of Blast LA where he just fucked up the coin flip oh that like, was so good dude why did that not get an award went like 10 feet oh, that was amazing <laughs> that was is so a... fucking dumb was next level oh and like he just tried to start it out it's like yeah man yeah. his head's a yank and just calls him out and he's just oh god i will say oh, it man. did he did such a good job at the starlighter major because i know like if i ever got thrown into a stage hosting role i'd be like fuck no, I'm not saying. Oh, I've got a good one. Like, I'll... what about this hypothetical? What if actually they took Parler from being an interviewer and made him the host of a man? Can you imagine it? <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm just a bad person. You have to understand. What? I don't care. I just talk you before. Well, my I was gonna really? I was gonna say I was gonna say for you, Duncan. <laughs> Come on then. Come on. Hit me with um, it. Come on. Here we go. He can take it. Gives gives as good as he gets. Well, this is this is also because we actually have evidence of this happening as well. But but because the yeah. times have changed from like 2013 when we used to do this, Duncan casting again would be terrible for all involved. No, nope, like no, 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 no. I've casted with him. I don't. You, no one should be subjected to such a thing. It's right. it's yeah. could be good. You want to talk? You want to talk about skating on thin ice? It's yep. <laughs> We've got we've got vods. What was the last there? time Duncan cast anything? Was there a show? I think was this one we did it in Columbus qualifier. The MOD Columbus oh, major qualifier. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. It was a match that Chad Sponge Birchall failed to qualify for a major from. So I know oh, I didn't narrow it down much God. there, but uh, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But whatever, we got him on the desk now, so that's all good. You know, he's actually maybe that could again. be a shout, like you know, like as a, as an analyst for Chad, if you went back to playing, that was only you know. It's not a role that you'd want to see him in. Just took all that credibility <laughs> through, right down the drain. <laughs> also, no, wait, you've, Anders, you've almost nailed it there. The The best move we could ever do would be make it so that Chad joins the Cloud9 lineup and then everyone just starts saying, don't sleep on Chad Birchall on Cloud9. That would tie all the memes together. And what could he say at that point in time? There'd be no memes left. He'd, he'd even be stealing that move from the podcast. Yeah, he's stealing that opinion. Sick. <laughs> Oh, stupid. All right, all right next one. This is, in fact, this is, this is the last one. So here we go. It's for Anders and Moses. So Alistair, oh, sorry, sorry. Actually, for the last one, I forgot to read the name. The last one, the talent one, and what role with the chip was by Sunmade Raisins. Like this one is by Alice the Alchemist. And he says, for Anders and Moses, they didn't know you were going to be on the short of the time, Henry. How did it come to sorry. be that you two made that absolutely ridiculous custard pie bet for the VP versus Astralis? E-League major final, and are there any more pie bets in the future? 
Good ironically, question. there are <laughs> strong. Ironically, I'm going to take this question over. There are actually two pie bet consequences Live pie that bets. need to be that need to be delivered upon. Anders has been the loser of both of them. They are both in the control of Henry G. He's a, he's given one to me. He's given one to Chad Burchill to dish out the punishment. One of them was was it this year? Or was it last? It was this year, wasn't it? Where the Markov one, where he said Markov would be a top offer by the end of the year. Um, Markov is not, not even literally an active he's, player he's, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. He's out. couldn't really have got much worse, could it? Yeah, on that, one. that one. And the other one was that one's void. MIBR winning the major at Starladder. So he's lost that one as well. I still say one first one is void because Markov's just stopped playing. So you know, like that's you, a no bullshit. He was playing at the time. You no, that one doesn't <laughs> count because he he didn't succeed. Um, so uh, that's uh, that's a mulligan. Like, what are you on about? Like, <laughs> plus he didn't succeed. No one wanted him. So <laughs> that's a... and secondly. It's about to be a new year. Like they expire, you know. That's how. That's how it is. So. Oh, okay. Wait a second. Wait a minute. You have to answer the question. Well, how did it come to be that you did that ridiculous bet? Where the bet was, if people don't know, oh, the, bet, let me the bet wasn't that, that, that Astralis would man. win the major alone. It was that. It was that if Astralis won the major, Anders won the pie bet. If any of the other fifteen teams won, <laughs> sit down and let me won. tell you a story <laughs> real quick. Because this all began. Oh, I love this. At a cold is like, don't ever tell me the odds. <laughs> right around what? I think mid to late October, we were sitting at the IEM group stage. Astralis at the time looking like absolute dog shit. Nothing was going right. And Anders says to me, he's like, let's make a pie bet that Astralis is going to win the major. And I just looked at him and I, and I looked at everyone around me. I looked at, I looked at Duncan, I looked at Henry, I looked at Semler. And they all said, you should take that bet. That's a good bet. That's an easy one. I said, all right, let's put a pie on it. Astralis wins the major. I'll take the pie. If they don't win the major, you get destroyed. You get, you get pied. And as it turned out over the next two months, they became the best team in the world, slowly but surely. And slowly but surely, I got very, very worried. And then we get to the E-League finals in Atlanta. Virtus Pro is kicking the piss out of them on train. It's 14 <laughs> to like 7, 14 to 8. Everything's going right. Astralis is on a save. They've got Tech 9s. I'm not worried. Well, about I'm, out, I'm right? laughing. I'm sitting in the green room laughing at Anders. Duncan is watching me. We're having a good time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Glaive calls a rush to the outer bomb site. And my friends, that is where my life ended. That is where <laughs> that's that's where it all went downhill. Where's they, the pie? They, they win oh. the outside rush for no fucking good reason. Well, that's the sad part, Henry. There should be an epilogue, right? Of like the pie of Anders, right? When did he get that? Because everyone would remember by now if he had a pie for in his face. Why was there never a pie? Yeah. There was, there was an attempted pie, I believe, at a Starladder event. Because this could be one of the... Like, this would be... This is a story right in and of itself. Venue. Here we go. There was a physical pie in the room, in the green room. It was there for a couple of days or so. And Anders, if my memory serves me correctly, dissuaded us all by saying that pie has already expired. He was yeah, saying that because at the time. You rats were trying to conspire to get me pied while I was taking a nap on the couch. A reasonable like, work concern. I just wake up with the That's so ridiculous, isn't it? Fuck his day up. So left in this world. It made everyone so on edge. The fact there was a big cream pie in the room, just in the room somewhere. Everyone knew about it. I'll and be it, honest, it made I, everyone very edgy. A lot of arguments. Every, everyone was, that was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was the event where we had like a whole casters versus analysts thing going on. Like somehow people, like yeah. we got different camps and people got real angry yeah, with was. each other. 
That was. So I think yeah. I was. Uh, I, pastors were a bunch of fucking assholes in that event. I remember. That. <laughs> Listen, I just I thought I would defuse the situation. I thought you know what, like that's what's gonna that's gonna be the drop that just like you know makes everything overflow like no reason. That to. was smart. I think I probably would have snapped. I was so tired of that event. That was like one of those events where I was like averaging like an hour and a half of sleep a night, mostly my own decision making. But nonetheless, I I would have been less than pleased. We're all just a bunch of dolls at the end of the day. That's how it is. I, um, <coughs> yeah. So, <coughs> so ultimately, anyway. yeah, that was, I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good, you know, better this time. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say this though. Like if you are going to be making predictions into the future, just as a little lesson that the, the idea is to make them as specific as possible, because, you know, if you happen to be right, then people will absolutely remember that. So don't just predict that, like, you know, oh, like, oh, you know, one of those months, something's going to just pick the day and the time and just make it accurate. Cause like it just has more of an effect so yeah it's one last question. oh it's a one okay no one last question stuff. came under the wire this one's actually like a very like specific one to me it just says for thorin what's the best place this is by flacksmith it says for thorin what's the best place to learn about all the history of professional quake in depth i didn't actually write this question it just sound like i just wanted to oh late coming in question in all that brilliant esports history like where do i where could i buy or purchase such a book like well my new book actually is coming out 1995 <laughs> but that's not all what about these stick knives to stick in the back of the other casters no like what he wants to know basically <laughs> when do you find out about all the history of so the problem is this mate Basically, there is nowhere. Like, but I, I, it's actually the sort of thing that now I have like time on the side of my job, and I can actually make money doing other things. I might start doing some old school articles and do a bit of the old like classic shit for people who want to know. But fa sadly, basically, you have to remember those games were before there even was YouTube. Like. To even watch the games, yeah. you have to download the demo and have the game installed and play the demo and wait there while it just plays the whole thing through or you have a demo script or whatever. So sadly, it's like pretty arcane to try and go back and watch a lot of it. And even a lot of the VODs of that era even were hosted on own 3D and mate, stuff. So they don't exist. If you try and even, find any source demos now, like they're probably can't, you can't play find them, a single right? thing. You can't, you can't like you can't find them, you can't find YouTube VODs, like a lot of 1.6 histories. Yeah, like oh, there's a lot of gone, sadly. Don't really like know. Okay. Uh, it's a bit of a shame. Like there's some there were some cool rivalries, I guess. Even quite, was it was it strengths and cooler that really hated each other? I can't remember. There was they like, just there like was some, each other, right? Yeah. There was some pretty some pretty intense, you know, stuff going down. That that that's that actually would be fun. Like I would enjoy that. Well, so that's the thing. Uh, maybe I'll do an angle like what you're saying there, and is where obviously like people aren't going to sit and watch a million games if they've never watched Quake. But maybe I could do like the storylines, like the great rivalries of history, because that way you could make a lot of that about the personalities, which was to be fair, one of the best parts of that scene, right? Yeah. There actually, there actually is a YouTube channel. Well, this isn't for Quake, which is what the question was for, but there is a YouTube channel called Ancient CS yes. that that uploads like some really, really old school CS 1.6 POVs uh, and some demos of some cool matches from from way, way back when. Yeah, they have a lot of really cool stuff on there. So if you do want to watch, it's like old school, like 1.5, 1.6. Uh, I think they even have some some beta games or some 1.3 games or something. But I mean, if you are interested in like the ancient CS history, yeah, as the YouTube channel would, yeah, go there. Right, now what all that's left to do, aside from obviously thank everyone who paid on the show today, is read out the patrons and then do the last plug. So Hold on, before we do that, can, we, can I just point out, like maybe this is going to be, okay. how, how could we have got through all of the, like all of yeah. this conversation and not even mentioned 100 Thieves once? Like they had a pretty cool year. I don't know what category they'd fit into, but I just think it's a shame no one said anything. I mean, there were so. renegades for the first like, two thirds of the year, but fair yeah, enough. Yeah, but okay. just as a lineup. 
Just to I mean, listen, by the way, they did make top four images, so yeah, it's pretty so legit. Like a, they made final of a big tournament. Like, yeah, was six, there uh, was there roster change this year though? No, no, no. I feel that was one of the most intelligent signings for Under Thieves yeah. because they're a stable that's lineup, right? They're the only team you could say they're investment. stable. Yeah. yeah, I feel like in terms of what they had available to them, sure, they could have built a super team. They could have brought in your star players to go in with them, but they thought this is a stable team. It's getting top eights, sometimes top fours, and, and they're getting better. They have, they're not spinning they're, right? they're a proper team. Yeah. They brought Kassad back as well, right? Yeah, they brought him back as coach. So that was one amazing. One of my favorites. One of my favorite um, coaches. And they play really cool. Like, they play cool Counter Strike. So I, I like. I don't know how we would fit them in, but I just thought it would be a shame if we. So yeah. Maybe team of the year candidate from Anders. There we go. Late Why entry, not, right? right at the end of the show. There from the go. first question to the last. Right. Anyway, the one. Thanks to our one hundred dollar patrons who obviously helped support us the whole year. That's Jerky's minion, Alice the Alchemist, Chalk Me Daddy, which is Detlef Insomniac, God Magic. Reykjavik on Steam and our $50 patrons, that's Benekagi Assassin, but Pounder 420, yes. Colin Penny, Flaxsmith, J Dobbs, Lipscum Davis, Madsen, Marcus Kunpar, Mike Feedme, Nemesis, Nikolai Lundgren, Sard Sawar, Sunmade Raisins, TC Owens, Tobias Bernasconi, and Watch Doge. And as always, thanks to for sponsoring the show. Go to ree.com slash RLS and sign up and get double your first deposit up to $100. Thanks to everyone for appearing on the show. Thanks for a great year of the return of By the Numbers. Hopefully back next year with Richard in tour and we'll have a great 2020. Shout out Bud Pounder 420.